Hello, hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master for this uh, ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. But this is not about me. This is about the lovely players who join me each and every Wednesday. Please say hello, lovely players, and introduce yourselves to the wonderful people. Hello, lovely players. My name's Claire. I'm playing Mira, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, half red, half silver, who is enjoying her flight. Welcome yeah. to anyone new on stream. <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're new to the stream, um, heads up. There's uh, 40 episodes of backstory that you might want to go check out at uh, YouTube, um, The Lost Archives, or iTunes, The Lost Archives D&D Podcast, or Google Podcast, The D- Lost Archives D&D Podcast, and then uh, come back and quickly listen to all of those. It's, uh, I think, roughly about 80, 90 hours of uh, content, and then quickly come and rejoin us, and we'll just be in time for next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Hello, everybody. I am Michael. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, the Warforged Artsier, who is still very excited to be on a ship. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I don't think so either. He has ideas. A lot of ideas. Ooh, like we might get to explore some of those. We will see. Awesome. Nice. Well, keep, keep I'm going to jump in. Guessing. <laughs> well, that's it. He's going to you're going to let it role play out in the session, so everyone can see it happen. But, um. Anyway, I'm Jared. I'm I'm, I'm playing the character of uh, Jin. Uh, well, Alira and Whisperwind at the moment. Um, I'm sort of like the sort of like I guess spy slash bard character. One that doesn't actually seduce every person he sees, though, which is a bit of a step away from Yet. the the bard archetype. Oh, I, I think the last bard I played wasn't that much into seduction. Didn't I play like this awkward Irish dude? <laughs> yeah, you did actually. I miss him. But yeah, <laughs> so um, no, looking forward to the uh, session ahead and see how we go after we just had a chimera attack on the airship. And I'll pass it over yes. to Ellie. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Moon Druid, and she is currently a kick-ass giant constrictor snake and has a giant constrictor snake mate on the ship with her at the moment. So, uh, hopefully no more manticore attacks. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Are they going to be back um, with friends? <laughs> yeah, so this this is episode number 40. Um, get excited. We are now... Uh, we're actually very very close to 50 episodes half a century of uh, <laughs> of episodes um which also means we're getting close to about 100 hours of content as well which is kind of insane um <laughs> is... so thank you thank you everybody who's listening to episode 40 you have this has been a journey um i can't believe we're we're at we're at 40 episodes when when we started this back in lockdown in melbourne i don't think any of us were thinking it would be this popular it would like I think it, it was just it was just a really fun D and D session with some friends that I thought oh look hey we've got nothing better to do why don't we just record it anyway um, and hopefully some people can get inspired to try D and D just like we were inspired I think because Claire and I started D and D after listening to uh, like Matt Mercer and Critical Role and um, Mark Humes and the High Rollers group that's what got us into D and D and so we 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 really wanted this to be an inspiration for people to go and try D and D because I'd, I'd I'd always sort of, I'd heard about it, it'd been the periphery of my experience, and I regret not trying it sooner. Um, and I, I wish I'd gotten into this way sooner, because this is, it's such a fun, fun game, Dungeons & Dragons. 
so yeah, that that was the that was the reason behind the podcast initially. I think Claire and I just wanted to make sure other people could get a chance to try D and D as well. But it's yeah. um it's become so much more. It's sort of it's now become a bit of a goal for me to do this full time. So that'll be that'll be exciting when I can get that working. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you got to work for the months. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a little bit of a little bit of time since we last saw you. Last episode, we did indeed have a manticore attack on the deck of the airship. The group, um, Mira, Jin, Loki, and Lyra, have just left Palin, the capital city of the Ocean Empire, um, after attending a council meeting of lords, spies, and mercenary groups to discuss the threat posed by the Order of the Dragon, which is looming larger each passing day. The group know that the Order of the Dragon has been around in various forms for centuries, historically attempting to use necromancy to bring the bodies of the dragons back to life as draculiches, so pretty pretty chill activities for the most part. But in the past few years, yeah, in the past few years, something seems to have changed. The gold now seems to be the accumulation of vast amounts of gold and silver and treasure by any means necessary. The group have discovered and now know for a fact that the wealth, acquiring this wealth is not the end game. There's a plan for this gold and silver and treasure, the purpose of this horde, which seems to be some integral part of a ritual required to release Tiamat, one of the betrayer gods from her prison. Other requirements or specifications remain clouded at this point, except that there are five chromatic dragon masks which are used in the ritual, as well as a sneaking suspicion that Mira herself might somehow be needed for the ritual. Nah. Having thwarted... Nah, nah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, in that case, I'll, I'll remove that. In that case, if, you, if you're not suspicious of that anymore, I know you were suspicious of that for a time, but if you're not suspicious anymore, in that case, um, you guys know for a fact that Mira's not, uh, not needed. You're convinced that it's fine. It's not, it's not going to be a problem at all. Um, oh, having th- she'll be right. She'll be right. <laughs> she'll be right. Yeah, uh, having thwarted... Uh, yeah. Sorcerers are known as the tankiest group in D&D, the tankiest class. It's very true. What are your hit points, Claire, right now? Like four? Oh, come <laughs> on, man. They're like... 14? <laughs> okay. 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 50's not too bad. Um, having thwarted many of the cult schemes, the Tempest Guild um, have now acquired an airship and begun exploring the vast open world of Nostea. Having travelled north of the capital city of Palin up towards uh, an area on the Outer Isles, an area where they suspect one of the cult leaders, a cult leader known as Varum the White, is currently in hiding or is is located. Having heard rumours that he is around that area searching for something or requiring something. So the party have taken their airship across country, um, acquired a new crew. Uh, last episode we met Grisha, Corvin and Arvel, three new crew members who the party have brought on board to help manage the airship in their absence. Uh, but they were indeed attacked by Chimera, having entered into the uh, the upper layers of the clouds. Uh, two Chimera emerged from a cloud bank and began attacking the ship. Lyra, acting quickly, turned into a giant constrictor snake and summoned another giant constrictor snake. Um, DMs love it when players start summoning animals onto the decks of things, so thank you for that. Um, and Illyrian conjured the, uh, I think it was, was it a major image? No, it was yes, a major, major image. image. Yes, the major image of an of an ancient black dragon, and had it roar a warning in Draconic. Combined with the attacks from Loki and from Mira, these effects actually managed to scare both Chimera off the ship. Um, there's a few sort of splatters of blood and the occasional burn mark on the deck, but the ship has actually survived fairly intact. As you um, 
as you sort of look up and see the Chimera just dropping below the cloud layer, we, we last left off the Chimera just plummeting towards the ground to get away from you as quickly as possible. Um, you can see that the deck of the ship is, yeah, it is mild marks only, but has escaped mostly unharmed. Um, Grisha sort of collapses to the ground, panting and drops her, uh, her large battle axe. Oh my goodness, that was intense. Oh, she begins sort of panting. Yeah, she's pretty injured, actually, in that last fight. She she has some large gashes across her chest and arms, um, and I believe as well she got head-butted as well, so she's got sort of a, a, a purple bruise blossoming across um, her stomach and abdomen. So how bloodied is she? Yeah, she looks she looks pretty hurt. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would I would say significantly injured is the words I would use to describe her. All right, Lyra's gonna walk up to her and sort of like slither slither up to her. Slither up to her. Slither, slither <laughs> up to her. Uh, and realize that she can't cast. Wait, can a war caster cast spells as a snake? Uh, oh. I don't Do believe you can cast spells in wild shape. You can't shape. at um, level seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but before that, you can't. Alright, and then she drops her snake form and um, she does a third level healing word on her and just sort of like is sort of like generally brushing her off on the shoulders, just being like, there you go that was a good fight, alright how are you feeling um, after this and like she'll sort of give her the healing um, just sort of see how she's going I'm not <laughs> not feeling the best, that was uh, oh, oh, I do feel a bit better now though. thank you yeah, just a little bit. Sorry, I can't do too much more. I'm trying to stock up my, uh, my healing kit. It's, it might take a little bit. It, previously, it rotted away after being, you know, left for about 600 years. But um, so I am re-establishing this eventually. As you as you cast your third level healing, uh, what is that that you've cast? Healing word. Healing word. Yeah. yeah. Third healing level healing word. word. Um, yeah, she regains 12 hit points, and uh, you watch as some of the wounds knit back together, large sort of scars um, still present, and the bruise uh, softens somewhat, but is still this sort of aggressive purplish-green colour slowly spreading. But she uh, sort of... The panting sort of slows a bit. She sort of sits back, her muscles sort of begin to untense a bit, and she looks a bit more um, relaxed and and, uh, and ready. Um, Leosin sort of, like, moves around um, towards the front of the ship and goes... My goodness, that was absolutely intense. Is everyone all right? Um, wow, that's a very impressive illusion of a dragon. I, I genuinely was quite concerned for a few seconds there that we were in, in a lot more trouble. That was... Well, yes. It, it is very good that I was able to sort of let everyone know before... Yes. If you, if you had not said something, I probably would have tried to maneuver the ship to shake it off. Which, I mean, would have meant that you might have been shaken off too. So that was very good giving me the warning. Thank you. Please, please, all warnings in future. Much appreciated. Thank you. It's, um, so the, the, the minor image is, or mage image is a concentration spell. So it lasts mm. 10 minutes. So I'm going to yeah. have the dragon sort of almost look like it just is now sitting down. Like, okay. sort of like on its, just sort of picking its teeth. And just sort of yeah, generally nice. look like it's like lounging around now on the deck. Wow. I, do you want to even like have it position itself as the figurehead for a bit and just do a few occasional roars? And what do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I can do that. Um, and I sort of move 
it up here. Yeah. And it's sort of gonna... It's sort of gonna uh, go on in all fours and sort of look up towards the sky and then every now and again just let out some roars and sort of unfeel its wings to make yeah. itself look way Amazing. bigger. Can you make me an intimidation check with advantage, please? Just I just want a, a figure that I can use heading forwards um, because this will affect your random oh. encounters. Oh, yeah. Natural oh, 20 wow. and... So 27 and 25. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you know right now you're not going to have to roll any more random encounters for the rest of your journey because <laughs> if this thing's sitting up... Oh, no, it's 10 minutes, you said. Okay, we might, we, might have, we might have another one in the future, but yeah, I mean... As, I as this black going. It's, it's no. a third level spell. As this black ancient dragon moves to the front of the boat and begins roaring and breathing gouts of acid and just looking terrifying. Um, yeah, you get the feeling that everything in the nearby vicinity uh, is moving away as quickly as possible. Even the bird song dies down um, and it is actually eerily quiet. As soon as the dragon stops roaring, all you can hear is the sound of the engines going, keeping the propellers functioning, the wind whistling past but no other noise as if every living creature within earshot of that roar and visual confirmation of that dragon is just gone. <laughs> it just does not want anything to do with this boat right now with this ship. Um, yeah. Amazing. Uh, Leosin sort of moves over towards you. Um, Mira. Um, thank you for not uh, setting the ship on fire. I was, uh, I was quite concerned that we might have a bit of flames licking the, the deck of the ship, but um you uh, you did a really good job of controlling the flames. That was that was very well done. You've um, you've definitely uh, you've definitely improved a bit since I last uh, since I last saw you. You've got you've got a lot more control over your fire and your ice. That um, that uh, crystal lattice that you created with the ice that was very impressive. Oh, Helios, and that's very kind of you. Yes, it's practice, I guess. Just practice, practice, practice. Uh, genuinely, without without that and without the the snakes, and he points over towards the snakes and then shudders oh, yeah. visibly. I I think that could have been a lot worse. That was that was mm. masterfully done. Very very well done indeed. That is quite a particular set of skills, isn't it? That is a powerful combination. Those two working together. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so and curious. I can see can, can see why you recruited. Uh, yes. yes, you've recruited very well. I can see why, Loki and. Lyra, that was very nicely done. Lucky, did you? I think I did. I see you disassemble and reassemble yourself on the deck of the ship. Um, yes, briefly, I did. I, okay. All my parts are, are, are magnetized in some form or another. Wow. Yeah. And this armor that you've got, and he sort of points down at your glove, this massive gauntlet which is still crackling with energy. Uh, that looks like it packs a bit of a punch. Oh, I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, unintentionally, but uh, I mean, yes, uh, that was obviously my intention. Was a great pun, and um, yes, Lyra, your your ability to turn into a snake—that's a little bit similar to what Wiltix can do. One of the uh, one of the other members of the team, uh, except he turns into a wolf. Do, do you just turn into to a snake? No, no, I I can do a big wolf too. Ah, um, uh, he doesn't to turn into well. a full wolf. He kind of—I think he's a werewolf. Is that? Uh, that's the impression no, I got. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm not a were wolf i'm just a wolf <laughs> will you be a west snake, or, a snake or it's it's more just an at will kind of thing that i can just turn into animals yeah i think i don't animals. think his was a hundred percent at will i think i think he had some control over it but not the not the most uh 
Yeah, no. I, a lot of young druids did go through that to begin with, but like, it was more like a puberty thing. Was he going through oh. puberty? Is he a teen, teen wolf ticks? Is he yeah. a teen wolf ticks? Simon's not here to defend himself, so therefore. No, I just. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I, I guess we better... What was that? Sorry, Mira? I said we've got quite the team, even if we don't have your brother or Wiltix. But recruiting, isn't it right? You see Corvin walk over to the edge of the ship and look over sadly and then look down at the, look down at the empty knife um, uh, sheath that he had because he threw a knife at the, uh, at the Chimera and it was still in the Chimera when it jumped off the edge. He sort of like looks a bit sadly and goes... Lost and gone forever. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, 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 I can replace that. I can replace that. That's That comes out of the company funds. That's that's an incidental. That's okay. That's Here you go. I'll give him a dagger. I've got a dagger. Oh, goody. A new toy. Yay. You make me so happy, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he, he, claps, he claps his little wings together. I really wish Kenku could tell stories. (laughs) Oh, I know lots of stories. Some that would turn your hair white. I don't know about that. I don't have any. And Corvin sort of steps up to you, Mira. Once upon a time, creatures, bird-like creatures, spied for the enemy and were punished. (laughs) <laughs> but that's but just know, a tale we tell ourselves would I know the reference for that because I I don't know if Mira would um, know let, I'll get you to make me a history check Mira mm. Mira might know the law but I don't know you might know the law no three <laughs> Mira you're like that's a scary story to tell a child before bed yeah. <laughs> bit inappropriate bit inappropriate mm-hmm. bedtime story um, with that Corvin sort of steps away moves back down towards the lower decks um, looking like he's getting ready to continue getting some of the other things ready that he needs to get ready um, okie dokie well um, would you guys like to do anything else on the deck of the ship um, Grisha sort of begins moving around uh, now that she's looking a little bit better she, she moves back down towards and looks like she's heading downstairs to have a bit of a rest in one of the beds um, it looks like she's she's ready for a bit of a lie down after that um, so she heads down below and disappears below deck um, what did you guys want to do was there anything you wanted to do during this time or shall we jump back to the big map and let you move across just wanted to give it a once over make sure nothing's like stressed or strained or broken yeah, yeah I absolutely. Can, like, join him and use mending just to see if there's anything simple that she can fix, like broken oh, boards yeah. or you know stuff. Absolutely. Like that. So, Lockie, you remember that the forward left um, propeller uh, is operating a little bit under capacity. It seems to be um, operating a little bit of a slower speed, and the ship is sort of leaning slightly towards the right as a result. Um, could you please make me a Arcana check with advantage? given your history so a nine wow. and a nine 
Um, yeah, so Lockie, as, as you begin looking over the propeller, you're not 100% sure what component is not functioning at, at capacity. So uh, you sort of direct Lyra, and it's very hard to get an idea of what she should be focusing the mending on. But Lyra does a bit of a general mend. Um, it doesn't look like it has a huge amount of effect on the propeller, but the, the surface burns and the little cuts and grazes from the claws on the wood of the, uh, wood of the ship, yeah, Lyra can just fix up with it click of her fingers very very easily um so it looks like the ship is is looking okay but yeah functionally it looks like that front left propeller is still not a hundred percent fixed at this point you rascal going to have to shut you down at some stage and give you a good once over <laughs> lyra's just standing next to you what <laughs> oh not you, dear <laughs> miss propeller uh, how long uh how long does your snake last lyra um I was actually just trying to look that up. Sorry, Cora's trying to eat my guitar. Up to one hour. Nice. Concentration for one hour. There you go. Yeah, so he's just, just going to hang out until just she hangs goes. out with you. Yeah. Yeah. You see Leosin glancing towards it um, as he sort of retakes the helm of the ship. He sort of keeps glancing towards it, looking a little bit uncomfortable and just checking it's not close to him. Like, he's always sort of consciously aware of where it is on the deck of the ship. You get the feeling that Leosin's not super stoked with snakes. <laughs> the um, conjure animals as well, is that an actual animal? or It's not like it's a... a phase spirit yeah, in the phase. form of an animal. So it, right, it actually okay. kind of is an animal. Like Because it, it takes the physical form of an animal. I think the spell specifically says like you conjure phase spirits that take... Here we go. Um, you summon face spirits that take the form of beasts and appear in occupied spaces. So I would argue that it is essentially a real creature. It's just that it is a it's a face spirit that's sort of taken on the um, the appearance of a, of a beast and taken on physical form. So I think when I described this, I think I said like it, the air was pulled towards it to give it mass and matter, and that's how it formed this snake body around itself. I stand by that. I think it, they like they, the face spirit summons matter. Um, and converts matter to take on the form when it crosses into the into the material plane. Not to get too like, physics-y, but <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack how each spell works, molecule by molecule. Uh, cool. Well, let's head back to the big to the big map in that case as you guys continue on your journey. Um, so I'll just bring us back over to. I always forget how long this map takes to load in because it's such a high resolution. So sorry, bear with us, guys. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube or watching this on Twitch, I apologize. The map is going to take a few few seconds to, to tick on over because it is such a high resolution map. Um, I should try and do a compressed version of it. But yeah, you guys continue your journey uh, over towards the north, um, the northeast specifically. What I will have you guys do is, could I please have Mira and Lockie uh, could you both roll me a d10, please? Yes. Four. Four? Seven. Seven, fantastic. As the ship begins heading towards the coastline, um, far down below you can see the land giving way from lush, rich forests to more open grasslands and fields. Um, it looks like this area of... Uh, of Oceania, the sort of area around Grasso's, um, Stembera and Cloudfodges is a lot more farmland and and uh, and, uh, and tallowed earth. You can see large fields of what looks like maybe corn or um, some other sort of tall, leafy vegetable. Um, wheat fields uh, sort of stretching below as well on the other side of Grasso's of Grasso's and. Um, uh, a couple of the rivers below as well uh, seemingly fished quite heavily with large nets and water wheels set up along their borders. 
As you approach the coastline, the weather begins to turn a little. You can feel the pressure drop slightly on board the ship, the the air turning a little bit colder, and the sun disappears behind slightly grey, dark clouds out over the ocean. Uh, And as the uh, as as an air of decency, as the airship crosses um, Mitvar down below it, you can see this small fishing village um, on a bit of a ragged, rough coastline of cliffs and um, a shattered coast with no sand. The storm clouds begin growing darker and darker. Um, the air begins to whip up and it feels colder. Much less, uh, much less warm and friendly than it did when you first set off. Uh, my question is, what would you guys like to do? How long did it take this to, to move from there to here? Um, it's taken a couple of hours. So during that time, oh. would you guys like to know what, what you would be doing during those few hours? So let's, let's do that first. So yeah, so you've had about four or five hours of the airship moving um, across over the, the land below. Okay, cool. So we'll start with start with Lockie. Yeah, what would Lockie be doing during that time? Well, he was a little uh, underwhelmed at the speed that he could get to the um, the deck. So he's actually um, just for the past couple of hours just been looking at sort of that approach and doing a little poke around the uh, the window that's there. See if we could figure yeah. something out, some 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 quicker way to get him to the deck. Yeah, describe for me what you're imagining, and um... oh. let me see. Okay, well, he has the ability to make a rope of climbing. Yep. So, I think the idea that's brewing in his mind at the moment is to create a series of trapdoors, but okay. that will take some time. So at the moment it's just like preliminary. So he's, he's looking for a bit of a, a bit more of a bodgy way to fix it, so that maybe he can hang the rope of climbing over the railing, so it dangles near the window, so he can just go and grab it next time. Yeah, absolutely. You, you could just use a normal rope too. You don't have to necessarily use a, a magic item. You have to use one of your artificer infusions to create it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, it's, it's just the rope of climbing with an action will pull me. So oh, straight it's up. having to do the climb. I can just yank on it and just yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, not a not a bad idea either. You could also have it. I mean, the trapdoors is a good idea. I like that. I think if you've got a bit of time, if you've got a bit of downtime and access to wood, um, yeah. you could easily easily put in two trapdoors um, on the decks above. Easy peasy. Mm. Uh, Mira, what would you be doing in your downtime? Um, I think. Hmm. What should be doing? I think she'd be trying to get everything organised. So she'd be, I think probably the kitchen. I'm not sure of the state of the kitchen, but having rented in so many different places so long, (laughs) I know that that's kind of the first thing I like to organise. So I think Mira would just go into the kitchen and just organise everything. She might have even brought her own Tupperware and is now setting it all up. (laughs) I love it. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, you're moving about the kitchen, getting everything organized, the galley. Um, you can see that there's pretty, like, it looks like Leosin has stocked the ship according to your instructions. So whatever you told Leosin to stock the ship with, he has done so. So there's, um, 
large amounts of fruit and veg. Um, there's a whole barrel of uh, lemons and limes. It looks like Leosin takes the dangers of scurvy very seriously. Um, and he's also stashed He's also stashed next to that um, three bottles of a clear white spirit. Um, with And the, the symbol on the bottle, um, uh, it, it just says Amber Run um, on the bottle. Amber Run? Mm. What is clear spirit? So it does seem like an odd name for you. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then he's also got some salted, some salted meats, some cured meats, and salted meats, and some jerky meats. But he's also got a um, a cooler box. So you can see that um, there is a uh, underneath the underneath the stove area. Um, it looks like the stove is actually powered by the cooler box. So there's a, there's two gemstones, a, a sapphire and a ruby. The ruby is directly underneath the stove, the sapphire below it, and it's connected by thin copper wire. And it looks like the sapphire is drawing heat into it and then passing it into the ruby. So it's cooling down the area below the stove to turn it into a fridge and providing heat to the ruby to be used for cooking. Um, so it looks like a, it's a, it's some sort of like arcanist heat transfer device. So it's it's not creating or... Um, it's it's just moving heat from one area to another, which is uh, looks like to be a pretty pretty powerful enchantment. Uh, sorry, not powerful enchantment, a pretty uh, pretty standard enchantment. Mira kind of sniffs at that and goes, <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> I'm like you, but better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a fridge. Yeah. No. Um, the other thing, <laughs> I think the other thing I was thinking about with Mira is because there is the three the three decks in the kitchen. Yep. Is there like any pipes or things that go? Oh well, let's let's jump back to the airship map for the moment. In that case, I think I think we're doing some stuff with the airships. Let me let me take us back to the airship map, and I'll I'll move us back to the um, to the kitchen area. Um, oh, why is roll twenty being weird? Moment. Are you guys okay? Yeah. There we go. I'm okay now. That's just uh, that was really frustrating. Let me bring you down to the kitchen area, Mira. That's the engine. That's the kitchen. Perfect. So we'll bring you across to the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, because Mira would love nothing more than to have a pneumatic piping system for messages. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are no pipes in the kitchen currently. Um, it looks like the kitchen is directly above um, the engine room. So this this sort of corner just below the very edge of the wall that joins the kitchen to the stairs at the, the deck, uh, the, the back um, deck yeah. of the ship and the stairs up. It looks like that does join to the engine room, and it also goes up and connects to the upper, um, to the actual, like, the wheel of the ship as well. It looks like it comes up right onto the top deck where um, Leosin is currently steering the ship. You think that yeah. even if you put it in this corner here, you could probably even have a pipe coming out into the common area just beyond. Um, you've got a pipe there, pipe down to the engine room, and a pipe up on top. So, yeah, you think you think there is definitely room for... Um, for some sort of pit, uh, to pipe system to be installed so that you could shout. Even, even just shouting through the pipes would be enough to carry the noise because it's if you had like copper pipes echoing the noise up and down, you could, you could easily mm. reach all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she makes a note to, to talk to Lockie about it later. She draws like, she draws, she does a little drawing of it, which is probably not technical at all, but it's like, you know, a pipe and it says kitchen and it says, you know, but she's drawn it. Okay, I'm going to get you to make a check, just out of interest. Could you please make me... I would say this falls under a perception check or a sleight of hand check. Oh, okay. Let's try... Some... I know. Weird weird combination. Unusual, Which yeah. One, whichever, it is. Whichever one you choose, I'll describe what you, what you get from it. All right, I'll try sleight of hand. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no. You you make your technical drawing. You think it looks yeah, that's pretty good. You you reckon yeah. this could work? You've got no no nothing nothing stands out to you. you. Just think, yep, fine, easy peasy. Excellent. I'll go and show Lucky at some point. Absolutely. Um, Jin, what are you doing while all this is going down? Currently, so, I've got you at the front of the ship maintaining the dragon. So that would that only lasts for ten minutes. So by that exactly, time, yeah. the dragon's gone. I would probably be in that room next to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, like, in that room on the table. Yep. And it, it's pretty simple. I'll just be working on getting my uh, thieves' tools uh, done again in downtime so I can become proficient yeah. with them. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, what I'll get you to roll me is a um, just a flat d20. Don't add anything. Just roll me a flat Ooh. d20. Okay. So this is twelve. Twelve. Yeah, you you basically you uh, you get lucky to quickly pull out a, a lock from one of the doors downstairs that doesn't seem to be particularly useful. You take off the lock to the crew quarters. I mean, they don't they don't need a lock. They'll be fine. Um, and oh, you, I have two and you locks as well, though. though but... Oh, you've got two locks. In that case, so you don't we even can need to keep steal that lock, lock for the crew quarters. <laughs> Uh, in that case, yeah, you just you just start practicing with the lock. Um, you yeah, you get the sense that a couple more couple more um, downtime sessions to practice with this, you you get the sense that you're getting the hang of it. Um, I mean, you're able to by the end by the end of this sort of four hour period, you are able to unlock this lock with your thieves tools, and you and you think you've got the general gist of how this lock works. Now it's just about cementing that knowledge and being able to generalize it. So you probably want to get some more locks to practice with. Um, even practicing with it in the field, you think that you can definitely use the thieves' tools, but not quite proficiently yet. So you don't have your proficiency bonus, but you can use them. Yep, that's fine. Um, well, then after that, I'll probably just have a quick talk to Lockie um, about just having him because he's an artificer, just help mm. me sort of with other tool, like with other locks, so I could have more varied locks. Yeah, I'd say as you sort of like a finishing up Lockie sort of stamps down the stairs, getting ready to head to the engine room, he's been sort of moving between the upper and lower decks, planning out the areas where his trapdoor's going to go. You can see he's got some chalk and he's marking out sections on the floor and the roof where he's sort of planning the best location for this trapdoor. Um, and as he sort of comes back down again from upstairs, you see him sort of stamping past. Um, Lockie. He's not here. Oh, yes. Hello, Jim. Just a quick little talk. I um I'm just doing some little uh training sort of upskilling myself. Um oh, yes. there's not really an accomplished thief on the team, so I'm sort of taking that upon myself. Um the next step in my sort of training, I would like if if you'd be more than happy to um provide me with some more varied blocks either by having them already around or using some of your magnificent skills to well, shape them, I guess, and make them a bit oh. different. I'm, let me think. Uh, yes, I absolutely could do that. Well, what kind of locks are you looking for? You're looking for what, single tumbler locks, or five tumbler locks, or you're looking for uh, latching mechanisms? What, 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 what do you, uh, um, you know, what, I, uh, I, I have an idea. I, I can give you one a, of all. One of all. That sounds like a fantastic choice. Okay. How about, hmm, let me see. Your room's the one on the end, is it not? Ah, uh, yes, the, the green blanket. Ah, I see, I see. Well, you have some room in there. You know what? I think if you give me a little time, um, I could probably set you up with a wall uh, and give you maybe half a dozen or so locks on a little grate there. And you could uh, just go practice in your, in, in your off time if you, if you wanted, if you're interested. 
perfect. I sort of stand up and uh, pat him on the shoulder. Thank you, Lucky. I appreciate that greatly. Oh, I, I, not a problem. Happy to help, my friend. Do you need any help with what you're getting up to? Well, I'm, I'm just thinking about um, the efficacy of, of cutting a hole in the roof here and trying not to fall on my face. Ah. There's a nifty mm. little thing that the... Uh, oh, I forget what they were called. In Palin, there was sort of like an emergency response unit. Something to do with fires and all that. You could maybe have like a big slide. Oh, not a slide, a, a pole. A large pole. Well... You could go that through that the whole ship. Hmm, I could have a large pole. I could even, like, cut some ridges in the sides of the pole and, and, and use my cogs to clap. That is definitely worth thinking about, my friend. Wait, so you'd put your gears on the pole well, and yes. then shoot yourself up up and down That's, it? Yes! I mean, I that absolutely... That sounds absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Hidden will sort of just whistle and go, I can't, I don't know if the whistle will be picked up on the audio, but um, he'll just be like, Whew, well, that definitely sounds like an idea. You're a thinking man, Lucky. Oh, you're the one that gave me the idea. I, I, I appreciate it very much. I do a graceful <laughs> bow. Yes, <laughs> I am nothing but short of amazing. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm the best around. I have some things to think about. So, uh, uh, you see, pop, pop out of his arm comes um, uh, a couple of little, like metalworking, like metalworking tools. He's just sort of like, hmm, I could use this one, and he'll start muttering to himself. And keep yeah. Walking. So as you start muttering to yourself, I sort of walk away. Okay. Well, thanks, Lucky. Uh, lovely to talk to you. Speak to you another time. Um, as you start obviously muttering to yourself and I just sort of leave it at that because <laughs> <laughs> I realise that he's going to probably sit there for rant- ranting on about things for like 10 minutes absolutely <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah I'll probably sort of go and say Lyra what are you getting up to aka let's yeah, go she... what she's doing for Danto absolutely yeah uh, as, you, as you head up to the top deck, top deck Lyra what would you be doing um well uh, I think her first point of call would probably be to see what's actually on board the ship and try and put together a bit of like a healer's kit or like a first aid kit sort of thing so that she can like effectively heal the crew without burning all of her spell slots yeah absolutely um in that case you're actually in the same area that Jin was in when he was practicing his lock picks um oh. so as Jin sort of sits at the table because the main cargo hold um is down below but you guys haven't really got much cargo yet. So the only cargo that's on deck is what's been loaded into the kitchen and then essentially a couple of barrels of supplies here. Um, Lara, as you begin sort of passing through them and looking over them, can I get you to make me an investigation check, please? Certainly. This is not to see what you find. This is to see what was stocked. But I like the idea of having it be an investigation check. 14. Yeah, as you have a bit of a look through, you can see, unfortunately, no outright healer's kit. Um, but there are a couple of herbs that you recognize that you think could be useful for the, um, doing like some making some poultices. There's a, there's a few sort of herbs there which you know, yeah, they're also like culinary spices. But more importantly, you think you could probably take these away and use them for making like a poultice or a, or a, um, like a bandage to help sort of like keep keep um keep infection away while a wound heals on its own um and there's a couple there as well there's you can see ginger which could be quite useful if someone's um 
feeling a bit poisoned. You know, the ginger can also make them feel a little bit better. Not, it doesn't do anything more than that, but it does make them feel a bit better. Um, but more importantly, there is quite a bit of charcoal. It looks like the charcoal there is to help with the stove and, and to provide like a packing material. Um, but charcoal also, again, acts as a bit of a, a, a absorbent for um, poisons and um, infections, things like that. You can, you can use charcoal to help absorb um, venom from wounds and to absorb poisons that have been ingested or things like that. So yeah, you, charcoal you can take and you think you've got some the beginnings of a healer's kit. Um, but uh, not not an actual healer's kit. I should I should really phrase. <laughs> yeah. But like a uh, like um Babby Babby's like first healer's kit. Yeah. Like you know it's something, you know. It's something. Tried, exactly. Um, <laughs> well this exactly. is actually a good segue like, a for uh, Jin to come in. Cool. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, was that sorry, Claire? You can do a lot with charcoal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so well, that's, have... that's a doctor who said that, guys. So you know it's true. <laughs> you heard it here first. Charcoal cures COVID. <laughs> you heard it from Claire, Doc- Doctor Claire. All you have to do is inject charcoal into your veins. And you don't get no, 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 no. Stay safe. Stay well. Go get vaccinated. Um, sorry, Especially carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cig- cigarette, cigarette charcoal is the best. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah, no, it, that, none of that is true. I just want to phrase, sorry. As, as, as like, Actually, Claire and I are health professionals. I don't think we're allowed to say this sort of shit. I would like to phrase, stay safe, stay well, go and get a test. If you feel unwell, get vaccinated in the meantime. Try to avoid your exposure to other people, even if you've been vaccinated, to avoid, even if you're a little bit sick and you've been vaccinated, just in case you do have it, you don't want to give it to anyone else. The vaccine doesn't protect other people, it just protects you. Uh, cool, that's the health of us. Let's get back to D&D. Um, so yeah, uh, Jin, you sort of walk over and see Lyra uh, mucking about through um, this uh, sort of packaging and the, these barrels and, and sacks trying to look for supplies, occasionally sort of picking things up and going like, oh, like that could be useful, and then like putting it away again and um, what what are you doing? Sorry? Ah, yes, two two caught in her own um, sort of thoughts. <laughs> Alira, you see, sort of Illyrian. As you turn around, <laughs> you see Illyrian is is talking to you. Like the the, the Corvin sort of moved off to the next room. It's literally just you and Illyrian in this room, and uh, you get the sense that he he was talking to you, but in a very odd, sort of awkward way, rather than saying like "Hello there." <laughs> he just sort of started talking at you. <laughs> oh, oh, you were talking to me. Sorry, I was literally neck deep in these barrels trying to find stuff. Um, uh. And then I think Lara is just sort of like, just as like, because she was in a completely different world, she's just sort of like, only caught every second word of what he said. Um, but I think um, she just sort of says, say again. Um, what, what, are you looking for anything in particular? Oh, oh, I'm looking for something to make a healer's kit with. Um, uh, as it's... she says that, I just sort of pull from my bag a full-on stocked-up healer's kit and just chuck it on the on the table. <laughs> so, uh, like this. <laughs> yeah, like like that. I, I probably should have asked someone first if they had one. <laughs> um, did you need anything from it? Um, well, I was looking to put together a healer's kit um, so that whenever sort of the crew or anyone has like non-life threatening injuries 
that, you know, rather than using spell slots, I could just heal them up the old-fashioned way. Well, you you are the... Wait, did we actually just... Are you actually the medic on here? I have no idea, but... Did we decide upon I... that? <laughs> I think so. Well, look, I'm way too sort of uh, caught up in this thieves' tools. Here, take it. You can have it if oh. you like. Thanks, thanks. Um, and she yeah, sort of like attached... Add- Puts it into that bag of hers and hooks onto the side. Absolutely, you can you can add heals kits to your inventory. Yes. (laughs) As this happens, as this happens, your snake, the snake begins sort of like dissolving into air again. um, Oh. As it sort of begins disappearing, because it has now been an hour. As it begins disappearing, um, the sort of the essence of it, this sort of wispy cloud, sort of flies up, gives you a bit of a wave, and then with this, just disappears from this plane. Yeah. Is that meant to happen? Yes. Did yeah, that thing just it, die? No, 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 no. It's it's a phase spirit, so it's not as if like he's got suddenly summoned a soul and now it's just gone poof. It's phase spirit. Huh. They're still around. They just came to say hi, help me out, and now they've gone on their way again. I'm not really sure that I've ever seen anything like that before. That is make truly me an insight check. Jin, make me an insight check. See if you believe that. All right. Eleven. Eleven. No, it's definitely dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, no, 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 sort no, of... I'm oh, okay. nah, you're not sure. <laughs> you're not sure. I'm just sort of looking at it, disappearing, dissipating into smoke, looking at Lyra and just going, hmm, what, m- magic? Is, was that magic? Is that what? Is that why that all just happened? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. In the sense that, well, I mean, other magic that involves Fae usually involves more asking rather than demanding, you know what I mean? Oh, so so that thing could have said no to you? Well, I don't think that particular Fae would have come. I mean, it's, it's not as if I'm summoning a particular spirit. It's, I call out to the spirits and say, hey, I'm fighting some manacles over here. Like, does anyone want to come help? And those who choose to come, they come forth. That is a bit like me, but I get my powers from something else. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And now I'm just sort of staring off into space. (laughs) I think she's a side eyes. (laughs) Are you... Are you like grasping any particular item of clothing or jewelry or No, just just looking at the space here. Like it's all within, if that makes sense, Owen. Yep, 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 yep. That is correct. From the backstory. But yeah, I'll Absolutely. just sort of look yep. off into this into the distance and get and sort of shake out of my go, oh, don't know where I went. <laughs> well, it's always nice speaking to you, Lyra. Very interesting chats. Uh, talk ah, soon. And always sort of happy. Walk off. <laughs> yeah. I, she shouts okay. after him. Always happy to talk to you too. <laughs> Quite right. Well, see you soon. And I disappear into my room. Okay, dokie. I will bring us back to the main map. Um, yeah, as you as you begin crossing over, so all of this is sort of happening over that period of time, and then gradually um, 
as the as the dark clouds begin drawing closer and covering more and more of the sky in front of you you can see that the um the area that you're heading into over the open ocean does seem to be rather stormy um as you sort of just get to the edge of the coastline um the ocean sort of comes downstairs i've um i've just slowed the slowed the ship for a moment um what do you want to do we could try and power on through um I don't like the look of those clouds, though. What do you think? Uh, g- gathers all of you together, I should specify as well. Oh, that makes it, yeah. Yeah, it gather, gathers everyone together. Right, I, mean, okay, I, I so... just, uh, what, what's the plan? Do we want to keep going? Do we want to take a break? Uh, park the airship? Just stay in the air here? Uh, what are you thinking? Ha- so, so these clouds, um, do they actually look... Do they look like a storm is coming? Like... What is Come have a look. I mean, it leads you up to deck and points. Oh. In front of you, you can see that the sky has grown uh, quite dark. As the sun begins setting behind you, um, you can see that the, the, the light sort of reflecting onto these clouds, uh, this beautiful sort of golden yellow light, uh, is shining onto very dark storm clouds gathering in front of you. No thunder or lightning, no rain over the ocean, but definitely a section of, of swirling dark clouds in front of you. Hmm... That probably isn't what we want. Myra, what do you think? How bad does it look? Um, based on her history and sort of knowledge of cloud formations, um, how much oh, yeah. does Lyra know? That definitely sounds like a nature check with advantage. Nice. I know. It doesn't make any sense that druids don't have nature proficiency. I, I argue that nature is not an intelligence check. I think it's a wisdom check. But um, unfortunately, that's the. Maybe I, I, I'll try and reprogram D&D Beyond in my spare time to fix that. Uh, <laughs> six and a seven, Lyra. Oh, no. As, as you look ahead, yeah, I mean, you're not sure. It, your knowledge of, of weather formations, um, you've not spent a lot of time over the open ocean. Over land, you'd think like, oh, it could could be a little bit of a storm, but not not going to be that not going to be that intense. You don't think it's going to be that bad? You think Leosin's getting a bit getting a bit sensitive? Maybe doesn't doesn't look too bad to you. Uh, I mean, it it it's not storming. I mean, how bad? Yeah, there's no lightning or thunder right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no lightning or thunder or rain, but like. Um... I'm also probably not the greatest person. Like, I don't have that much history over oceans. Like, I mean, how thick are ocean clouds normally? Like, with the speed of our airship, how long would it take us to get through, say, for example, this cloud that we know nothing about? Well, the the problem is I can't see through it, so I don't know how far back it goes. So I, I couldn't answer that question. Could be... What about ballpark, ballpark? How much on average I, are they? I don't know. I've I've never sailed over the open ocean either. This is this is my first time. I I, I flew this airship from Oxenfurt, which was over land. I mean, I did fly Ooh. over the the Fay Lake, but that wasn't. It's not that big. Should we ask, Great Grisha? No. She's been on airships before. She might know a thing or two about this stuff. Maybe Corvin yes. okay, as well. If he's got navigation documents, they might reference the typical weather patterns. Yep. I'll get I'll get him. And Arvel is from. Uh, the south. He's from the uh, the Shattered Isles, which means that he had to have crossed an ocean to get to Oceania. So, uh, I'll just bring everyone. Um, 
Leosin sort of disappears for a few minutes and then comes back with the rest of the crew. Um, they sort of join you in the common area looking around. Um, uh, Corvin, Corvin looks and goes, uh, something very important to discuss. Isn't there? Leosin goes, uh, please. I, oh gosh, it sounds a bit weird hearing my voice coming from your from your beak. Um, right, so questions. Uh, have a look. And he points up on deck and the crew have a bit of a look. <laughs> Storm clouds. What are we thinking, everyone? What, what, what's the What's the consensus? Uh, it looks to be a storm over ocean. We should probably not be getting involved with that. Why, why would you fly into a storm cloud? Uh, good point, Grisha. Yep. Corvin goes, I am a brave warrior. But sometimes one must Wait, run. Didn't you say glorious before? Yes, he did. Brave warrior. Okay, very interesting. So yeah. he's both brave so and same, same, Same voice, but different, right. uh, different saying. Same mm. Um... And Arvel, uh, Arvel looks and goes, I'm uh, I'm not familiar with, with storms per se. I mean, I've only been across on, on a ship on the ocean. I'm not sure how bad it would be in the air. I'm assuming a lot worse than on the waves. Mm. Could we fly over it? Is that a thing we could do? I was um, just we, we are, that. Yes, uh, we are somewhat limited in the height that we can go to safely. Uh, and he sort of points and looks. You can see that the sort of an anvil shaped storm cloud right in the very center I think that might be a bit high we could try and get up and around it what do you think well I think we should listen to Grisha she said not to go anywhere near that oh I don't I do not advise flying into a storm cloud flying over a storm cloud yeah sounds like fun um, captains I have been on ship never try they uh, they too baby they uh, they turn away and land ship too boring we, we should try going over. That's a good idea. I like that. These safety concerns, mm. um, are these, you know, sort of, are we talking about, like, a lack of air kind of safety concerns, or more the ship doesn't have enough air to fly in and it falls out of the sky? Uh, because captains never sail ship into storm cloud, I cannot tell you what it's like inside storm cloud. I can tell you that they, they say that winds uh, can be strong and uh, put, knock people off, off the ship if they are not tied down or not holding on. Um, what else they say? Uh, water can ruin engine. Um, that's the main things they talk about. But if we go over, problem solved. Um, yeah, I'm... Would Locke have any idea that of like air rarefication over a storm cloud? And also, if would he know that um, if turning the engines off during a storm makes it more? Uh, or less likely to take damage. Lockie, you can make me a nature check, please. Oh. Lockie's actually ironically better at Lockie's actually able to make these checks. Yeah. Nature should be a wisdom skill. It really should. Like, I actually 100% agree with that. It's only and I, I actually... I would argue that insight is... I, th- I think insight should be either wisdom or intelligence because I think insight as well... Like, if you're, if you're trained and knowledgeable of how... Because otherwise, like, if we're thinking about it in that way, psychologists wouldn't be trained. They'd be selected if it was wisdom rather than intelligence. (laughs) Like, like like psychiatrists and things like that. Like, it wouldn't be, you couldn't train it. Um, 11, Lockie. While we're on this band, I reckon that um, it should be both charisma and strength. I agree. Yep. I agree. Um, Yeah. 11. Um, As you have a bit of a look, Lockie, you can see already, like, so taking a moment going into analysis mode and looking at the sky ahead yeah you get that you can already see that the, the top of this cloud formation 
there it looks to be quite a bit of wind above um and feeling that pressure drop as well you get the sense that there is a bit of a, pre a pressure differential on either side of the cloud bank above and below as well as in front of it and behind it you get the sense that one of the main things that's going to be an issue for the ship is going to be dealing with sudden drops in pressure and sudden increases to wind as well. So if the wind gets very, very strong, it doesn't matter how fast the engines are going, the airship's going to be pushed around a bit. I mean, it's not... It, it, the, the engines themselves are propellers. There's a point where the wind is going to be stronger than the propellers are. Um, looking at the propellers, you can see that the ship is set up so that if lightning were to strike the ship itself, any of the metal components of the ship, um, it looks like all of that is then... Um, there, there are wires connecting it all towards the bottom of the ship where it looks like um, potentially there is even a little lightning rod underneath the ship. I'd probably say, given your analysis of the ship, you've had two opportunities now to spend a lot of time looking at it. You get the sense that if lightning were to strike any of the metal components, the lightning is travels through those components and then is discharged out the bottom of the ship. So the lightning bolt basically continues as if the ship wasn't there. The ship sort of acts as a... It just con it, it's a conduit to move the lightning... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's just a conduit to move the lightning from um, through it as quickly as possible and then discharge it under, out of the ship again. Um, but if lightning were to strike any of the wooden parts or any, or if the lightning strike was particularly violent and it overloaded that particular system, you're looking at problems potentially with fire, with electrical short circuits... Um, and even even uh, if it's a strong enough blast of lightning, enough elemental energy will actually disrupt the ring that is keeping the ship afloat, that, that ring of um, crystal and metal underneath that, that allows the ship to fly. And if that was disrupted even for a moment, the ship would begin plummeting towards the ground. It would lose the ability to fly. Um, not permanently, but it could be interrupted for a period of time. Well, that's... That's quite much to be going on. Look, it, it would seem that this is possibly a folly idea. Um, going over may work, but if you if we hit a wrong a bad pocket of air, we're just going to plummet into the storm itself. There's nothing to stop us but gravity once we get inside. Um, and once we're in turbulent air, I'm afraid the propellers aren't going to be as much use as well. So our maneuverability will be down as well as our visibility. Right, so if we were going to go over, we'd want to be avoiding the that that hammerhead section there, that anvil, and um, absolutely points that. Well, un under it has a similar problem of, uh, of no, 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 just like around it. Like, I mean, I know that our destination is on the other side of this storm, but like, if the storm's not super like large diameter wise, can we just like around the, the edge of it and just? ditch the storm altogether or is that like too much time we can, would we, we can give it would a we go waste uh, more time by waiting here versus going around it I, I feel like it might be on the dangerous it sounds incredibly fun but dangerous to attempt to traverse the storm in either way well I mean over is going to be the quickest around probably the next quickest waiting here and hoping it blows over soon the slowest, I would say. But the safest. Definitely the safest. As long as the storm doesn't head towards the shore and, and hit hit us. If we're just sitting here and waiting in the dark, it might be hard to know where the storm clouds are. I mean, it is night is falling. If it hits the edge of the shore, we're going to get caught in it anyway. Just something to consider. Depends where the storm is heading after this. Well, let's... Maybe let's think about 
my vote is for a round. Um, and I, I have a pretty nifty little bit of magic where, um, I mean, I haven't actually tested it this way, but like it could work as a big oh shit button. But um, it's, I can essentially control, I mean, water, like for, like with both my spell slots, that's 20 minutes. I, so I, maybe I could just like divert the rain away from the ship for 20 minutes. Like say we do get caught trying to go around this storm. I can give us like a 20 minute buffer to like try and get out. I mean, rain, that sounds very valuable. Rain is one thing, but what worries me more is the wind. Is there anything you can do about that? Uh, not physically. I can pretend I can make a hallucinatory bubble around the ship and we can feel really safe. It'll do absolutely nothing, though. Got a question. Does rain count as flowing water? I am going to rule. I'm going to rule. Yes, it does. I am going to rule. Yes, it does. Technically, I think rain counts as flowing water. I was just reading the spell. Until the spell ends, you control any freestanding water. However, for redirect flow, yeah, but for redirect flow, it does say you cause flowing water in the area to move in a direction you choose, even if the water has to flow over obstacles, up walls, or in other unlikely directions. So I could just, like, diversion yeah. around us. Like... I would... I'm going to argue... And I'm probably going to be told off by people in the comments for this, like I am occasionally for my DM ruling. I'm going to argue that I think that's fine. I think redirect flow can be used, and it's up to it's a cube that's a hundred feet on a side, right? Yeah. Yeah. You could you could essentially create a giant sphere protecting the ship from rain. I'm going to argue that you can do that, but only for I'm twenty gonna, minutes. Only for twenty minutes. I mean, it depends what you mean by liquid, because air's technically liquid, right? <laughs> no, air's not technically a liquid, Lockie. Air, well, it's, it's not. Air's a gas. Nice yeah. try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends Did on, it you... on how much it's, it's condensed. Yeah. No, but, okay, but water vapor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but water vapor is not a liquid. It is a vapor. That's why it is defined as an interim state of matter rather than a separate state of matter. It's an interim state. No, you are wrong. I'm okay. ruling it. Second, second thought. I'm is ruling. I'm ruling. Two, two DM rulings. Part water affects rain. And absolutely no, air is not a liquid. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have to make that ruling. Third question. Yeah. If I if I can make like redirect enough rain, like say if it's like we're in like the center of the storm, there's a bunch of water. Can I redirect enough rain like away from the ship to it, like create an actual bubble, essentially like excluding the rush of air also from us because it's getting buffeted by the rain, so that we've got like rain shield. Ooh, it's pushing it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that if so if if you're using the water let, let me let me just read the spell again I want to make sure I don't get yelled at for this one I I'm actually it kind of falls under part water a little bit as well the separated water forms a wall to either side um, but once it moves beyond the spells area it resumes its flow based on the terrain conditions could you use it to create like a protective shell of water um, I'm gonna rule that you don't know <laughs> until you try it because well, i exactly. that that is a i reckon that's a unique use of that spell that i don't think anyone i don't think anyone's used that before so i'm okay. gonna rule that it's it's you Old don't edition. know 
Can oh god. Add, yeah, sorry, I just real, realized something. Can I add my decanter of endless water into the mix to again use the decanter to for 20 minutes create a bubble of water, like so like a shield of water around the ship and like so it's essentially like the rain that falls on it will just land on it and grow or fall out the bottom due to gravity. So the spell control water does not say you can create a shield of water. So <laughs> you can cause a flood. You can cause a flood. You can part standing water to make a trench that you can walk through. You can redirect flow or you can create a whirlpool. So no, redirect flow, cannot... right? So um, it's going out of my decanter. But it's not It's not able to fly. So it's, it says that you can cause flowing water in the area to move in any direction you choose, even if the water has to follow obstacles, but it doesn't defy gravity. It still has to obey the laws of physics. So so the way I was imagining you redirecting the rain is basically what you're doing is you're creating this wedge shape at the front and then the rain is being pushed to the side and then falling, but it's still falling the whole time. You're not, you're not sort of, um, it's not, you're not, you're not Moses. I just want to get that out there right now. You're not, I mean, you can't, you can be Moses. If you were able to upside down above the ship, could you not make a bubble as the time keeps flowing? But, oh, that, I mean, that is, that, I would say that's a bit more likely. Like, if you, if you had the decanter high enough above the ship and then have it, but then the decanter's just going to get blown away unless you can keep it in, I mean, this, this is some Wait, really good questions. Tie, I feel it, like this is... tie it to, like, my pool. But, Mitra, could you freeze the inside of, of our not a yeah. bubble bubble? I was just you... going to say, you know what's yeah. for all these fizz questions? Shape water. <laughs> shape, water. shape water. However, <laughs> hang on, hang on. What's 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 the what's the size of the area you can affect with shape water? Is it a hundred feet, or is it a lot less than that? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm pretty confident the shape water cantrip only affects a five foot five cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was my understanding of shape water. Um, I can, however, freeze water for an hour, so I could make a can... shield. Of out the front potentially, but my okay, no, no. Do you know what? I will, I will say that if if you so like so the, if if you two combine forces, if Lyra yeah. and Mira, so Mira has her decanter of endless water turned up. She uses um, control water to create. I'd even say part water could be used for this. So you basically tip a whole bunch of water onto the deck of the ship. You part it up into a wall. Mira freezes it in front. You've now got a wall of ice at the front of the ship. <laughs> what happens next? What's the plan here from this point onwards? <laughs> So now the whole front of the ship weighs substantially more than it did before. <laughs> the ship flips over, tips all of you into the ocean. What's the next? Yeah. What happens next? What's in your minds? How do, how does this help? I feel like I feel like a frozen bubble essentially. It's okay. I, I, even even if you could use those two spells to create a frozen bubble. I mean, it's not going to be that strong. And if, if if you're in a storm, that still means that the frozen ice bubble is going to be flung about. Unless you can maintain the ship in the exact centre of that ice bubble, it's just going to be you smash into the edge of the ice bubble and it shatters and then you crash. I love it. It's so imaginative. It's really imaginative. But I, what, what you're saying just defies... Almost all the laws of physics <laughs> and the rules of your spells that you're trying to cast. I love it. It's great. But what <laughs> what you're saying I don't think is possible. 
You wait. I know. I know a stuff yet. I know a hamster ball of ice. I know a hamster ball of ice. And just yeeting yourselves through the storm sounds like fun. Oh my god, we can call ourselves. I've got so many problems with this though. Like, think about it. you won't be able to see where you're going, which means that the wind is just going to fling you across like, into the ocean. Like, you're going to have no idea where you are. How's the ice going to stay up? Isn't it just going to drop immediately and shatter onto the deck of the ship? I mean, if you think, if you don't think about it, it's great. If you think about it for even a second, what you're suggesting is really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mean to poke holes, but there's just so many options for poking holes in this play. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is go for it. I can't wait to describe what happens. <laughs> now roll me an intelligence check to see if your characters think of all those things. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> go on, Lyra, roll me an intelligence check. With my I'd like a flat intelligence. Sorry, that's advantage. I only take the first one. Oh, Five. Lyra, you think this idea is going to work flawlessly. You think a bubble of ice to protect the ship? Not a problem. What's what's your D20, Mira? Is that your intelligence check? That's my intelligence. 18. Mira, immediately you're like, no, that's not going to work. That will never work. That's just a really <laughs> big problem. Yeah. Like, as, as Lyra's listing all these amazing ideas, Mira's just like, would sink the ship, would crash the ship, would like, just kill all of us, would cause the ship to s- just crash. Yeah, we couldn't see where we're going. Yeah, that's going to like completely tip the ship upside down because the whole front of the ship weighs like an extra like, 500 kilos. <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't... Yeah, <laughs> the ship just does like... It just does some barrel rolls forwards and you will get thrown. Like, uh, yeah. You get the sense... You get the sense that that's probably not going to work. Um Although the chat have said it's magic with a smiley face, so I think the chat want to see you guys give it a go. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I feel like we started so well, and then we went on to Lockie's comment of air is a liquid, which I had to dispute, <laughs> and now it's just what has happened to you guys? Has someone like smoothed your brains with sandpaper? <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, dearie, dearie me. Um, look, Ali, I'm going to give you inspiration for your ideas um, because they're amazing. But <laughs> Mira knows for a fact none of them would work. Mira's even like, I don't even know that spell, but I know that that spell doesn't work that way. <laughs> honestly, uh, honestly, Mira doesn't have the imagination for most of these things. Just, I like the, the first suggestion where you, you, you passed the water in front. That's, that's Yeah. <laughs> No, that was a great idea. I think I think that would in the way that controlled water is worded. Yeah. I very much I very much think because you're not you're not getting the water to move outside of the realms of physics. All you're doing is you're creating like a wedge at the front of air that is pushing the water a- away from the ship. It's still falling. It's still coming towards you, but you're creating a bit of a safer bubble at the front of the ship. I think that makes perfect sense. That's that's mm. absolutely. I think control water is done is good for that. Making a giant hamster ball of ice <laughs> around the ship less so because yeah, for so many reasons. <laughs> I think she might be finishing this, like, just bomb of, like, oh, we could do this, what is this? With also just a casual trailing off. So, how many of us can fly? Leosin looks around and goes, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone on this ship can fly. That's oh. why we have the ship, right? Like, isn't that... Isn't that why I? Isn't that why I bought the airship? Because none of us can fly, and therefore. I'm thinking more of like an emergency thing. Like if one of us can like 
fly sometimes, you know, if someone accidentally falls overboard. Um, I can cast Featherfall. Yes, and I have these little tokens, Featherfall as well. Oh. That's literally about it. Yeah, that's not flying either. That's just falling slightly no, slower. It is. <laughs> it probably wouldn't help us being this far up. No, probably not, actually. <laughs> um, so what's the plan? Straight into the storm, then? Is that... Is that... <laughs> oh, I around it? Yeah, we can, we can go around, absolutely. We can try going north or south, um, trying to get around it. Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, please, uh, which way do you want to go? I, it looks like the storm is coming from the northeast, which means that if we want to go to the northwest or the south... Uh, sorry, the northeast or the southeast, we'd be good to go around it. No, sorry, to the northwest. Northwest or southeast to get around a storm moving, coming in from the northeast. Yes. This is why we have a navigator. I, this isn't my forte. <laughs> well, then, we, we actually do have a navigator, though, as I look at Corvin. Yeah, um, Corvin steps forward, having, like, not really been paying too much attention to the, the goings-on, um, and holds open a, a map of the area. Uh, it looks like he's been sort of, like, paying a bit of attention to the storm, trying to map its movement, um, and you can see that the storm does seem to be moving. Um, it's coming from the northeast. It does seem to be moving towards the southwest, uh, and Corvin sort of points to this dotted line he's drawn heading over towards the northwest to get around it, and then just heading straight east from that point onwards that would actually quite nicely head towards your destination. Well, this looks quite good. Um, yes, this also, could, I, I, I think was this going could to say uh, it also puts the um, the slightly ducky engine on the other side of the storm, which might be good too. Just in well, case I, we that's debris. Yeah, Re- a really good idea. I hadn't I hadn't even known that. What do you mean, ducky engine? What's wrong with the? Oh, it's, one of the engines it's not quite fine. Right. It'll, it'll get us where we're going. It just. Um, I don't know, the, the, uh, the, the, the third cycle's limping a little, it's fine. Oh, oh. I, I'm sure that Look. means something... Uh, yep. Do you, not, do you not notice that every now and then it will slowly list to one direction as you're driving it? I just assumed it's like a shopping trolley. It just sort of... Is that not how airships work? No, it should be going perfectly straight, my man. But, sure. Oh. The man told me that that was normal when, uh, when he sold me this. The man lied to you. Fuck. It's <laughs> all right. But when we uh, when we set down somewhere and shut the engine off, I'll I'll uh, I'll give it a um, I'll give it to going over and a fix up for you. Not a problem. Oh, okay, great, fantastic. Well done, Mira and uh, and Jin for getting an artificer on board. Fantastic. This this has been fantastic. I we would have been in real trouble with that lucky here. Um, how long would it actually take to fix that? Two hours, maybe. Yeah. Right, so do we don't have the time right now, then. It seems. No, no, probably not. Like I said, it's, it's actually not super serious. Well, it might be if we need to maneuver inside a storm, but it's not crazy serious at this point. Um, but it is something that is on my to-do list in the future when we do set down somewhere. Well, sounds good. You just let me know when you want a bit of time, and I'll, I'll power the engines down, and um, we can we can have a look at them. Sure. Right towards the northwest, it is then. Um, Corvin, if you want to come up with me, we can stay on the top deck and try to plan our route. Um, does someone else want to join us, or do, do if you want to sort of keep an eye out? Maybe take it in shifts if uh, one or two of you want to join me for the night watch, and then 
Um, I'll need to get some sleep at some point, so uh, if someone wants to take over flying the ship for a little bit, that'd be great. Hmm. I can join you up on the deck for a while, no problem. I don't need to sleep, so... Oh, fantastic, great. Well, Lockie, uh, wow, that's uh, that's very handy. Yes, if you'd like to join me on the deck, great, we'll get started. We'll begin moving the ship around towards the north, and hopefully we can uh, avoid this storm. Yes. Um, one thing, just before we get flying, um, I think it, it probably would be a good idea to just make sure that everyone is tied down onto an anchor point. Um, pretty much at all times if they're up on deck uh, it's gonna be both night and a storm like you know there's a good chance if you do fall off we're not gonna be able to find you unless you know you're kind of tied to the ship oh yes uh the the, the man who sold me this uh, he mentioned that um you see leosin head over towards one of the bunks and uh, pulls open a section of paneling and reveals uh, a whole bunch of um sort of slightly stretchy rubby rubbery material with two carabiner clips at either end um, and he points to the, the deck of the ship that has a, a continuous line of metal all the way around it. Uh, if you clip yourself onto this, you can move around the ship fairly freely. But if you come across someone else, you're going to have to like unclip and clip on the other side of them. And it does get a bit messy when that happens. Oh, it'll be night. Nice. There won't be too many people up on deck, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Hopefully no more manticores as well. No, not manticores. Mm-hmm. What were they? Chimera. Hopefully no more chimera either. Or manticores. Yes, yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I'll head up, and uh, if one of you wants to come up and relieve me halfway through the night, that would be fantastic. I'll follow him up now and grab one of those carabiner clips. Yeah. Uh, who 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 will fly the ship when I'm sleeping, just uh, before I go lock myself in? Uh, what kind of skill base do you require to fly the ship? Piloting. Piloting. Well, fantastic. You'll be happy to know I have no idea how to do that. Oh, um, well, uh, why don't I spend this time showing you how I do it, if you're up on deck with me, and then you can take over. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay, fantastic. Uh, does anyone else want to learn how to fly the airship while we're going through this? If I'm going to um, be taking a toot, may as well. It, it would probably be a good skill to have for all of us, it seems. Um, so yes, I will also come up on deck. Okay, Fantastic. And then Mira, Ali, if you, uh, Mira, Lyra, if you want to have a bit of a sleep, uh, we'll we'll do a bit of a changeover halfway through the night. Yeah, that'll sound good. I, I don't want to put all of us, you know, in the same shift. <laughs> Great. Uh, and with that, we'll. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I can't see in the dark. Neither oh. can I, actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Okay. I think so... it's just my old ship. Do you, do you just want to have a sleep then? We'll see you in the morning. I want to learn. I want to learn how to steer the ship. I think we'll save that for... We'll save that for the daytime, though. How yes. does that sound? That's a good idea. Great. Okay. Well, next time, Mira, I'll let you know, and you can come on deck, and I'll show you what I what I know. Me too, please. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Uh, you can have a sleep while... you can You can learn this while the boys have a sleep. Uh, cool. And with that, um, Lockie and Jin head up on deck. Uh, Lockie and Jin, can you please roll me two d20s? Uh, just one each. Sorry, I should say. One d20 each. Um, the ship begins nice. heading towards the north. Two. <laughs> two for Jin. Um, yeah, the ship begins heading towards the northeast, um, traveling around the coast and avoiding the storm. You can see that over the course of an hour or so, um, 
the storm clouds get darker and darker and rain begins falling over the ocean before long the winds even this far away from the storm begin whipping up and the ship begins to be a little bit more reactive to the the movement of the of the air and um uh leosin has a little bit more trouble keeping it under control but as you guys are heading in the opposite direction that the storm is heading you avoid getting too close to it uh 10 for you lucky hobbs i i uh, use my inspiration and roll 16 okay 16 yeah lucky you are picking this up you're getting this it's making sense it's clicking like your knowledge of how the engines work all ties into how the ship itself is functioning like all of the all of the functions of the ship you're like yeah i'm understanding this Jin with a two uh, no, this hold on. Is, I use my inspiration as well. Use your inspiration for an 11. Th- this is, it's definitely more complicated than you thought it would be. In your mind, probably, Jin, you were thinking, oh, I just spin the wheel and the, the ship goes in the direction. But because you're dealing with three dimensions here, the ship is actually on a pivot forwards and backwards, the ship's wheel. Um, and when you when you pivot it forwards, the, the um, two um, propellers at the front, two propellers at the back tilt um, slightly up, which moves the ship down. When you pull it back, they tilt downwards, which moves the ship slightly up. And, and it's sort of getting a handle on that three-dimensional space as well, knowing to check all the dials. You're, you're starting to get the hang of it, but it's um, it's it's not sort of it's not clicking just yet. You think you probably need a couple more uh, sessions with uh, with yeah. a quick question: Would the jack of all trades uh, pop into this at all? I'm going to argue that yes, it would, because the whole idea of jack of all trades is that you add half your proficiency rounded out which basically is like a way of saying like you're you're slightly good at everything like you, yes, you've got so a little bit of a natural ability to learn i'm gonna add up to 12 yeah exactly i'm gonna yeah i was gonna say i'll add a plus one to that role so yeah then absolutely that is the next cutoff for learning a little bit more about it yeah you get the feeling that one or two more sessions and you'll be you'll be a bit more proficient with this if you get cool. a bit more of a chance to learn it fl- flying in in okay conditions at night not too bad but you you think like you still need to learn about the like the emergency maneuvers different things you can do you're not quite sure what like the the way the ship can tilt and things like that is it's all that's sort of new leosin's keeping it fairly basic like how to move forwards backwards up and down um and then how to turn left and right is what he's kind of sticking it to he's not going any more in depth than that with you two um but lucky yeah you, you think that you could do those basic maneuvers no problems at all um Jin, you think you need a little bit more time learning how to use the airship, but yeah, yeah as as you continue through the night, you begin flying over the uh, over the open sea. Um, as you reach a point where the land disappears behind you and disappears in front of you, uh, flying for about four five hours at this point, Leosin begins getting more and more tired, and he's sort of like nodding a little bit off as he's been flying this thing all day and now for another six hours into the night. Um, and there's a point where he sort of like leans forward and hits his head on the steering wheel and like sits up and goes, okay, I think, I think that's it for me. I, Lockie, Jin, are you feeling comfortable taking over? Who would like so, to? So I would actually be getting quite tired too by this stage because I've used like yeah. two third level spell slots and yep. I'm not a automaton robot like Lockie. Yep. So I would also be feeling fatigue. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... yes. I sort of rub my eyes and I yawn. Um, I think that a, 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 uh, oh, a sleep would be good. Yes, I, Lockie, are you okay to take over for the the, the rest of the ship, uh, rest of the journey? Uh, yeah, sure. I think I could probably take it from here. Great. Um, I'll, I'll holler the, and I got a pipe if I need you. Okay, sounds good. Um, the map Corvin's just left out here. You just need to head, uh, sort of roughly at this sort of bearing for another hour or so we've got the timepiece to your left there and then you kind of want to even it out a little bit towards due east and then uh, once you hit the the coastline uh, you're aiming for uh, the large peninsula that will rise out below you does that make sense absolutely one hour turn due east 
Yep. And then at dawn, we head towards the peninsula. Perfect. You've got it. Great. Uh, right. I am off to bed. I'm exhausted. Uh, I'll see you in the morning. Good luck, Lucky. If you need anything, just come and get us. Have a, have, have a good Perfect. shutdown, Sacco. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. As uh, as you and uh, as Jin and Jin and uh, uh, begin walking away, he goes, "What? What's he talking about? What, a shutdown cycle? What does he mean?" I think he means sleep. Right, shutdown. Yes, I, I understand now. Yep. Yes. Wow. He really he is... has not had a lot of time around people, has he? He takes things very literal. It's very. Like he seems to nice actually enough. play with. He just does not know how to talk funny. to people. Oh, he's pretty no. funny. Okay, there you go. No, he, um, yes. If you'd seen the meeting that we were part of, um, he doesn't have any tact. Fair <laughs> enough. He uh, might fantastic. get that one day, but who knows? Uh, Loki, could I have you please roll me a d20, uh, and you may add a plus one modifier to a d20 roll. Fifteen plus one, sixteen. Yeah, you. I mean, you've been asked to do something fairly simple. You think you've got this? Like, keep going on the current bearing for an hour. Like, just correct for minor changes as the wind knocks the ship about a little bit, and then just turns you east. Like, it's pretty simple instructions, and you follow it to the letter. Um, your shift of uh, of five hours, sort of just moving the airship along in the dark. The storm below you towards the the right hand side of the ship, um, heading sort of uh, it begins sort of crashing into the side of the mainland. And you can hear thunder, you can see lightning flashes in the distance. You get the sense that that is a pretty intense storm. And if you'd flown into it, uh, it would have been slightly bad news. Um, But as sunlight rises over the edge of the horizon uh, on the east, you can see the edge of a large peninsula of land jutting out in front of you. It feels feels good. The, The sun begins rising, the storm clouds behind you, the wind dying down. Yeah, it feels, feels hopeful. Feels good, lucky. Feels nice. Feels very peaceful. Um, and you've done very well, my girl. You just say to the ship. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Um, perfect. Leosin comes on board. The rest of you, you can all benefit from a long rest and uninterrupted oh, long yeah. rest. So everyone can have a long rest. Um, uh, Leosin comes back on board and takes over as a, as you get close to the peninsula, uh, and begins guiding the ship over land. Uh, at this point, you have now passed on to uh, one of the Shattered Isles. This is the Isle of Nuna, um, up towards the north of, uh, of the continent, um, just off from the Dwarven Kingdom of Balmia, which is the, the realm of the Mountain Dwarves, the continent of the Mountain Dwarves. Uh, as the Yosin guides the ship uh, over, you can see very dense jungle below you, lush jungle. Um, despite its distance from the equator, um, the coastline is is sort of walled in by these large mountainous areas that seem to trap a pocket of lush forest in the middle of the continent, uh, in the middle of this island. The outside looks to be very sort of um, Icelandic coast, black volcanic sand, uh, stark beaches, snow-capped peaks. But then the centre, as you fly over these mountains, which are only a couple of hundred feet below the ship at their peak... Um, sort of maintain this lush jungle interior which is a it's such a stark contrast as you as you move over the top of these mountainous areas uh, and as you do so leosin sort of calls out there's a there's a, a, a large um, volcano in the very very center uh, that warms the uh, the water uh, keeps it quite warm in the center um it's been uh, been threatening to erupt for a hundred years apparently but uh so far we seem to be okay 
gives a bit of a nervous laugh and then goes, oh dear. You've gone and jinxed us. No. No, I haven't. Oh god, have I jinxed us? Mira, have I jinxed us? Mira's just looking at Volcano, like, unconsciously drawn towards the... So... <laughs> towards it. With... Yeah. Jin's gonna sort of go behind everyone, and he's gonna cast Minor Illusion, so a sound... from the ship. <laughs> and he's gonna make it sound oh. like some rumbling. Make me an intimidation check with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Twelve. Um, no, it's 21. 21 for advantage. Oh, 21 with advantage. Oh, my God. 21. Yeah, everyone sort of jumps and startles. Um, <laughs> Leosin goes, shit, shit. And, oh, fucking gin. What? What did I do? That is no, unbelievable. What? As, as he realizes the sound as he realizes the sound came from behind him, <laughs> not from underneath oh, no, no. the ship. I put, oh. Oh. I put, so I put the sound of the minor illusion from sort of where the volcano is off the side of the ship. Oh, okay. In that case, he sort of like runs over and begins looking like, what? Oh, God. I've jinxed us. I've jinxed us. I'm so sorry. We need to turn the ship around. We need, we need to go south. I'm sorry, but Varum is dead. If that volcano erupts, that's it. <laughs> but why would the... There's like no smoke or anything. It yeah, but I can very hear inactive. it. Can you? I can hear I, it. I can't yep. hear nothing now. Make me a deception check. <laughs> uh... 14 you you know something about that you did this this was you wasn't it no wasn't me at all what do you mean oh, for fuck's sake can we can we try and maintain at least an air of oh no I can't say it again <laughs> no never mind I'm not finishing that were sentence. you better say an air of decency I was going to say an air of decency oh. <laughs> Nice try, Leo. If you could maintain the one. ship, that would be great. If you could maintain the ship and air of decency, that would be great. Also, if you could maintain an air of decency, that would also be great. <laughs> but yes, isn't um, Minor Illusion such an interesting little spell? What an interesting <laughs> little spell. Oh, it's great. Yes. It's a sort of walk-off laughing. <laughs> Mira, if, uh, if something were to happen and Jin were to fall off the side of the ship, uh, wh- how bad would it be? bad for everyone, wouldn't it? As I walk away, I go um, I was joking, I was joking I I still have uh, feather tokens as I walk away further We'll pick you up and I'll push you off again then not a problem Hmm. I look at the person and I'm like he's very good Yes very good very funny Uh, I've brought out my, uh, my lute and I've just started playing songs Make me a performance check. I want to see how good you are. Just a quick one. It's a 25. 25. Yeah. Leosin's like, oh, shit, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> he's sort of singing, <laughs> yeah. like, just things like, oh, dear Leosin, you tried your best. And he's sort of putting he's it like, into a song. And he and finds himself, like, tapping his feet like... along. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, fine. That is that is pretty decent. Um. As the ship begins sort of rounding along, you can see the edge of the other side of the coasts. You've sailed across the entire interior of the continent. Um, it looks like this side, there is a large pass, a mountainous pass through um, the, 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 the sort of dividing ranges that block off the interior from the exterior of the island. You can see there is what looks to be some sort of town or village right on the edge of the coast that is 
on the edge of this pathway that then heads into the uh, the internal area um, of the constant, this lush jungle area. That below us, that's that's Borskia Bridge. I'm gonna bring us on down, and uh, I'll uh, I'll try and dock. Maybe if we if we land in the ocean and dock at the at the port, that might be the best way forwards. I don't think they're prepared for skyships here. It doesn't look like uh, like much of a city or a commercial hub. Uh, and as you look below, it's very few buildings. It doesn't look to be particularly um, a particularly large or populous area. Uh, there are a few ships in the port and, and in the ocean around it, a couple of fishing ships and a few uh, ships that look to be maybe goods or traders, but for the most part, mm. um, doesn't seem to be a particularly large settlement. So it's a port. Mm. Might be all right for information if we're going to go further into the, into the island. Well, I, I can't see a way to land in that jungle. That's, uh, I think the only way in is going to be through the range. Unless you want to give it a go. Or do you want me to just drop you off and you can just feather fall down? How many feather, how many tokens do you have, Jim? Um, one. But <laughs> it will <laughs> affect... It would affect all of us. You can insight check that. It casts the spell feather fall. Oh, right, gotcha. So yes, it would. Maybe we should keep it for a rainy day. So yes, it would affect all of us. But the problem is, once it's done... It's done. Yes. That is a shame. But, like, I would wait until we got to close to the ground and then do it so it wouldn't be splatters. But yes, not the best right now. I mean, we, we have... Lo- wait. No, it doesn't do sails. We don't have lots of ropes. Mm. No, no sails, sorry. I could have bought a ship with sails, but it was an extra 20,000 gold, and I thought to myself, I don't think we need the sails. They seem like a fire hazard. Um, you're relying on wind. I liked the propellers. The propellers are very fine, yes. Mm, Fortunately, you can't use them as a parachute. No, you can't use the propellers as a parachute. Could we detach them and use them as, like, a, a thrust device to lower us slower to the ground? I mean, you... you Technically, you don't even have to power it. You just point them upwards and jump off. But that, that, that's getting ahead of ourselves. That's an extreme situation. Yes, right. Yes, yes, right. Um, shall I dock at Borskia Bridge, then? The, the settlement below us. What do you think? I think it's our best option. Fantastic. I'll take us down towards the water. Um, I'll show you how to do a water landing. And uh, we can do a water takeoff later as well. This would be good practice for you two. Oh, well, all four of you. I think all of you wanted to learn. So, yes, we'll spend some time going through it with all of you. That sounds quite fine. Um, And with that, the the skyship begins lowering um, towards the ocean. You can immediately see, uh, Leosin does his best to sort of not come too close to the town. He sort of flies around a little bit across the coastline, realigns the axis of the ship towards the coast, and then just slowly lowers it, moving forwards ever so slightly. As he touches down on the surface of the water, because it is quite calm and not very choppy, the boat doesn't rock around too much, but there is a little bit of a a thunk as it does sort of like rest completely, and the uh, propellers then move the uh, the top of the propeller the actual blades facing straight up um so that for takeoff it can just essentially um ascend skyward um lucky you can see that the propellers have got um almost 180 degrees of motion from straight down to straight up so there's a lot of uh, control that you've got over this um and yeah and and with that he begins sort of like um the back propellers stay in the water and begin pushing the ship forwards the front propellers just stay straight down uh, and the ship begins moving through the ocean you can see that it would be a perfectly functional ocean ship as well if, uh, if you needed it to it's perfectly functional in the water um the settlement that you guys 
uh, are heading towards to heading toward you can see that it is a number of buildings clustered around the edge of essentially what looks like bare rock that's been carved away um black volcanic rock and the, the same black volcanic sands along the edge of the water but crystal blue water um just very dark in the deeper sections as you head towards the shore begins to gets a bit a bit lighter but again that black sand underneath making it look a little bit darker but very crystal clear water a number of sailing ships um, around. Uh, the locals here seem to be dressed in heavy furs, wearing um, large animal skin cloaks and things like that. And uh, most have sort of quite wild, shaggy hair, large beards, and the men. You can see that it's a mixture of, uh, of humans and dwarves, a couple of halflings scattered about as well. Um, but there does seem to be a, a, a mostly sort of predominantly human half-elf and, and dwarf here. Um, Unlike Palin, which is sort of a human half-elf and halfling population, this seems to be a much stronger dwarf population, being so close to Balmia, uh, the dwarven kingdom. As you begin sort of like bringing the ship in... Oh, yeah, sorry? Well, I'm just going to say, when I see sort of a lot of dwarves walking around, I think, Mm. um, I'll be right back for a quick second. Just um, keep doing this. Um, I'll be right back as uh, Jin sort of departs down into the lower deck and goes to his Okay. Okay, bye, Jin. He's not going to be... Is he going to be some sort of... What's he doing? Is he going to change his form again, is he? I, I assume so. I guess um, unless, so. Unless he's had some uh, upset stomach issues. I doubt it, though. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you hear, he got seasick. You, you hear rumblings from downstairs. <laughs> they were like oh, the dear. volcano. Oh, no. I, I, I think I probably shouldn't have landed the ship then. I didn't know he got seasick. <laughs> Gosh, if I'd known that, I would have parked elsewhere. Um, as you're sort of talking like this, you hear this like clinking on the on the on the stairs as this like mountain dwarf just appears from under the uh, ship now, full bearded braid like bearded uh, braided beard, sort of like a hair sort of like sort of coming down, but like also like a ponytail sort of thing like oh yeah like sort of like that. So just hair everywhere, grizzled sort of like in the breastplate still, but with like chinks of armor and stuff like that making the clunking. So you've right. added a few sort of like chain metal and things like that. Chain metal. Yeah. Just yeah, like, cool, yeah. cool, cool. I laddie, is anybody ready to get down there? Uh, I'm sure you'll blend in perfectly. Right. Perfect. Uh, and the boat docks on one of the spare, um, a spare docks, uh, one of the spare jetties that's sort of poking out. Um, as it does so, you can see this, uh, this quite large woman, um, large muscular woman dressed in these rich furs with a, a really bright beautiful blue tunic underneath steps up and goes I oh, yes, be here. 12 copra to dock each day how long are you planning on staying here strangers we rarely get travels at Borskia Bridge uh hello my good woman um we're hoping to be here for uh I don't know a couple of days what, what are we thinking uh, can we pay per day uh, you can pay per day but if you're late, I'm going to be docking it. I'll be taking the ship. No, you're not taking the ship. No, I, I was kidding. You just have to move it. Uh, right, sure. Um, 12 copper, fine, fine, fine. Reaches into his uh, purse and pulls out 12 copper and hands it to her. Hey, that's a strange ship, no sails. One of them fancy sky ships, is it? Yep, that's one of them One of them fancy sky ships. I hey, rarely get sky ships in these areas. I sort, so, of walk, I sort of walk up yep, to her okay. and spit on the ground as I walk. Hey, what was that for? Hey, didn't you see us land? Why are you making no? such stupid accusations like that? 
don't think I like your tone, young man. You can dock elsewhere Four. if that's going to be your attitude. Four hundred years old, lad. Lass. But I, I, and I, I think, strangely, strange you haven't learnt some manners in that time. <laughs> yes. Stepping onto my dock and spitting at me and insulting me. Not spitting at you, you lad. Lass. As I'm sort of mumbling to myself now. Hey, us Noonians are not fans of people who don't treat others with respect. You'll find yourselves in deep water here if you're not polite and respectful. Yeah, so so uh, the dwarf will back down a little bit. Uh, and he starts grumbling to himself. Uh, Jin really gets into the method acting. Lucky will in out tomorrow and go, is this some sort of complicated greeting? Um, for changelings, things are always complicated. I see. Um, Leosin leans in and goes, um, ex-politician, do you want to do you want to take over here? Diplomat? <laughs> uh, usually I just enjoy watching, but I guess we're on a schedule, so... Well, I just don't um, want the ship to be stolen by a bunch of angry locals because Jin spat on them. <laughs> um, yeah, Mira will walk up... <laughs> Uh, is there a fee? Aye, it's just been paid by your skinny man there. Is I'm not that... Sk- okay, I'm pretty skinny. Okay, fine. Is there a gratuity fee? And she'll just hold up just some some gold, maybe. Aye, I, th- I think, uh, I think a gratuity fee of one gold is very fair. She takes the gold piece. All is forgiven. Wonderful. Where is the nearest uh, inn? We would to patronise your fair village. Aye, well, if you head up the hill towards the top is Bolo's Tent Side Inn. You can't miss it. Excellent. And what did you say your name was? Aye, you could call me Lask. Lask. My name is Mira. It is lovely to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Mira. With manners like that, you'll go far at Borskia. Uh, t- tell me, are you are you friends or are you associates of that group that came through before? What group was that? The other. I had a group, a group of um of uh, of uh, some dragon people like yourself. There are a few, a few others. There was a dwarf in purple robes, and um a few a few uh, humanoid figures. Uh, they they're all wearing these strange outfits. Ah uh, yes, I see. Where there is um. Polite here? We well, I wouldn't say. Oh, oh, apologies, I interrupted. Oh, I was just saying, we have not had great encounters with them before. Oh, well, they were. I mean, a few days ago, right? They arrived and docked at the. just over there. I mean, their ship was packed there until but a day or two ago. And um, they uh, they disembarked, a whole bunch of them got off, and this dwarf was in charge, shouting orders. Polite enough, but they seemed to be focused on something. He was asking around town about escorts into the hills when this hooded fellow was sort of came up and was asking his business. The dwarf looked him straight in the eye, pulled out his dagger and gutted him in the street. But here's the thing, it was one of those scaled folk of the Serpent Hills come down to spy on us. That dwarf's a hero. But he and his entourage took off before we could reward them or thank them. They just disappeared. Left his body just sitting in the street. We chucked it out to sea to feed the crabs. And who was this stale fellow? That's... We've got no idea. 
Do we, we don't know? Oh, I think the stream might have frozen. Uh -oh. Uh oh. How's the stream looking? Oh no, I'm not sure when it froze. Um, Jared, do you have your... I'm looking at it now. Does it look okay? Oh, I think we're back. Yeah, I think I think we're back. Sorry, guys, if we if we dropped out for a yeah, second. Uh, Mira, I think we're back. Mira, did you want to say the last thing that you just said? Uh, I was just going to ask, actually, what was the colour mm. of the this stranger that they stabbed? Well, it's skin coloured, but with with scales. Like it looked like a man, but combined with a snake. Ooh. Have I heard of that? before make make me a nature or a history check um <laughs> i would say locky and lyra you guys have advantage on your nature or history checks Ooh, cool. Ooh. yes and i will explain why later seven for mira you've got no idea <laughs> oh my god no idea. 15 for locky 12 and 15 so we'll take the 15 and lyra nature 19 okay yeah locky and lyra you know of the yuan t yeah, people sort of um, snake-like people. Um, they 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 sort of uh, they 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 range in in size and shape, but they generally are humanoids with snake-like features. They can they can come in all shapes and sizes, but generally they have quite serpentine features. Um, you know that they were um, they had a they had an outpost on on the continent of Oceania. They they were they were trade partners for a number of the humans and um, half elves there in the early days. Um, you strange that Mira wouldn't know what these things were. Bit, bit odd. I mean, you've heard of the one T. Yes, they're, they're, they're the people, the 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 snakes and stuff, descended or cursed or whatever. They look like snakes. They're like, like you look a bit like a dragon. They look a bit like snake. Snake people. Yes. You've never heard of these before, Yeah. Never, Mira. never huh? before. And I would say, um, unless you roll an incredibly good roll, Jin, you've never heard of them either. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a quick go though. Yeah, go on. Nature or history. Oh, they're both zero, so it's whatever. Fourteen. Actually, Jin, you have heard. You know that during the ruin, during the catastrophic battle between the gods and the betrayer gods, the prime deities and the betrayer gods, you know that there were a group of... They, they were always referred to as, as serpentine or serpents. or there's, They're portrayed as being snakes more than people, but they, they sided with the betrayer gods and were pushed out and, and destroyed when when the betrayer gods were sealed away. Yeah, right. Something about that snake snakes or these serpents, but something about the serpentine people. It's like and and the name the serpentine hills as well, it's triggering something in your memory. Something from something from the time of the ruin. Um but but definitely like from your history, they were destroyed. They were they were driven away and destroyed. There's nothing there's none left. They 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 supported the betrayer gods. They're they're long gone. Apparently, yeah. No, as far as you, as far as you know, your history, they're they're gone. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep. Um, I'll let the conversation keep rolling anyway. And Jin will just right, sort of sit there these, and look a bit rough. There's been these strange snake, snake-like creatures or beings. They they look like us for the most part. Some of them look very like us, but they've been. We we think that they're coming from the hills up in up in the up in the um, the forest beyond. It's it's downright strange. It's ever since that um, that expedition went deep into the into the into the forest a couple of years back and disappeared, looking for a city of gold. Hmm. Oh, city of gold. 
You can see Mir- Mirrors like Both her eyes just flash with the red Colour just for a minute As a draconic sort of Ancestry Hey, legends tell that a golden city once was uh, was uh, sitting in the middle of a large continent. Uh, this this island apparently was once a, uh, once a massive landmass, um, but uh, sank below the waves, most of it. But in the centre was a golden palace, the people of Anurian. But uh, they're long gone now. The 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 ruin took them out, and their their wealth and treasure disappeared with them. But the legends say that somewhere in the jungle. You can find the remains of their civilization. So, an expedition finally came from Ushia, from the Oxenfurt Historical Society, and plunged deep into the forest and disappeared. We've not not seen them since, but ever since they went in, those creatures have come out. Has there been more activity activity recently? Any more, maybe not snake-like people, but more dragon-like people like me around? Just just that group that came through a couple of days ago, led by that dwarf in purple robes. Did they seem interested in the city of gold? Aye, they didn't mention it, no. Hmm. Do you know they, they, they were looking for a... That? They were looking for a guide into the, into the forest, into the, into the jungle. Did they find one? Well, that's the thing. After they stabbed the, the snake man, they just took off. So unless they found someone along the path or they'd already made an agreement, I'm not sure. Strange. They they just they just took off after they murdered him in the street. Where, where were I mean, they staying while they were here? They didn't. They weren't even here for more than an hour. They, oh. they they arrived. They got dropped off. Then they went into town. They started walking around asking about a guide. Then the man approached them, the hooded man. They stabbed him, and then they took off into the hills. And not not even a few hours later, the ship took off as well. When when the when when the people aboard the crew heard what happened, they just sailed off, sailed away, left their left their members behind on the on this island. Huh. I know, strange. Most excitement we've had here for a number of years, ever since that expedition. The hills have claimed another life. Is what the people are saying. So the hills eat many lives. The occasional traveller heads into them. There's many monsters in the in the forests. Strange creatures. Uh, a few lizard folk occasionally, but they're they're mostly harmless. As long as you've got something to trade and batter, they're they're fairly. They, they don't take people unless they're already dead. They're very strange lizard folk. We try not to muck around with them too much, but I've heard tell of uh, giants, nagas, all sorts of beasties. Huh. They were after something. Something that's important enough to drop their own people off and then... Well, a city made of gold would be quite... maybe make up for the hoard that we took. Possibly. Or there could be some artifact in there that were after. Quite possibly. Hmm. The tales of the city, do they mention any holy items or relics? Holy items or relics? Uh, not that I know about. And why hasn't anyone ever? Oh no, I'm not that that, that voice. I, why has never one, no one ever found it? The 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 city. 
Well, that's the thing. We don't know if they have or not. They've just not returned to tell us if they have. And this is dwarf. Maybe, maybe all of the people have found it, but something stops them coming back. Ooh. <laughs> you, like, Ooh. You, you get the sense. You get this. You get the sense that this woman's quite happy for the tale to spread and for people to come as tourists. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and you said they took off without the dwarf. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they, the dwarf led his group. As soon as he finished stabbing that that snake man, he he called out to the group like, "All right, we're going." And then they just took off, disappeared into the forest into the jungle which way did they go lad or less oh, there's only <laughs> one way into the forest lad, lad come on <laughs> such a you're going to be paying another gold piece for rude tax in a moment uh, there's only one way into the jungle through the chasm otherwise known as the uh, the Borsky Bridge it's where the name comes from I don't remember the exact legend something about skewering a boar but but it's not a real bridge it's it's a, it's a gap through the mountains into the into the jungle mm. there's only only one way in and out of the jungle as far as i know as far as or at least that's what the expedition thought hmm. well we don't go deep we we go partly the outskirts of the jungle are fine and you can head in for a couple of hundred meters or so and not run into too much trouble we, we get a lot of food from the coastline but we occasionally have to get wood from the jungle we get um other other game and things like that there's lots of plants in there that are quite good for medicinal properties so we have to go into the jungle occasionally but um we don't venture deep no boscarian will go deep into the jungle especially not after dark Go into the jungle. We can go over the jungle. The only problem is landing. Landing amongst uh, trees is very tricky. That's true. Hey, that's what the expedition said. That's what the Oxenfurt Historical Society said. They they came on a big airship as well, but the first attempt they had, they actually crashed into the side of one of the uh, one of the outer areas of the Borskia Bridge Canyon. They, uh, they they I think one of the one of the sails got sort of. I don't know what happened exactly. It got blown a bit too far, and they crashed into some trees. And they, their airship, the ruins of their airship, are still there. You can still see it. It's mostly mostly rotted and rusted now. And the jungle's done its best to claim it. But I mean, I hear I heard that there was some good loot that could be found there as well. Could be a good starting point. I mean, hey, that's towards the south. Uh, it looks like this lot were heading deeper into the jungle the south is just the edge of the edge of the cliff face of the mountains um we, we occasionally go that far as well but uh this lot i'm assuming if they were looking for the golden city they're going to be headed due north as soon as they enter the jungle ah. well we do have business with them have you heard hey, of, okay have you heard of the cult of the dragons the cult of the dragon yeah. no Inside. why is it Group that worships dragons. Yeah, go on, make me an inside check. <laughs> Normally, I prefer if my players ask, do I believe this person? But oh, natural okay. 20, 23. Uh, yeah, she it seems... So, so here's, here's what you get, Mira. Yeah, she's telling the truth. She's never heard of the Cult of the Dragon before. She's definitely... All the stuff she's told you so far, watching her body language, having a bit of a listen, getting a feel for who this person is, she's not lied to you. There's definitely an air of dramatic 
retelling that's going on here. Um, You definitely get the sense that she's talking up the tales, talking up the whole situation a little bit because it's 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 exciting. It's it's the legend and the mythos of this location. It's what makes Borsky Bridge famous. This this mysterious jungle and golden city. You don't know how much of it she actually believes. She seems very willing to take advantage of it, though, and talk it up. And and uh, and yeah, none of her stories have been lies, but there's been embellishments. You, you sort of like see the telltale sign of her like occasionally sort of looking up to the left as she thinks of a more creative version of, of the truth. But she's not lying. It's not malicious. She's just wrapped up in the story and enjoying the tale and, and telling it to an outsider for the first time and looking at your surprised faces and, and seeing the effect the story has on you. Like all of you going, oh, I wonder if they were headed that way and what if we could do with a ship? She's like, oh, yeah, it's a great tale. Gone. Like you think, you think that she's she's really enjoying the narrative and sharing the narrative with you. Yeah, I think Mira will kind of lean into that a bit and kind of whisper conspiratorially to oh, yeah. to, to Jin and Lofi and Lara. Well, what do you think? And she'll just kind of glance over her shoulder and just like go back to the group. <laughs> Are we well, uh, whispering? Because uh, oh. I, I don't have that setting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. You don't need to whisper. She's very much yeah, invested in us. So, do you think it's Salid? I mean, they came here for a reason. That if if they were supposed to all meet together after the sounding of the horn, they came here out of their way to go and find something in this in this jungle. Mm. Well, like said, what are you thinking, Lara? I was thinking, um, could we maybe just do a flyover pass? Like, not try to land in the jungle, but just fly close enough that it's safe. Mm. And maybe see if we can spot them. Like, yeah, we could even use the crashed ship. Ambush. Out. Yes, yes. What about you, Jin? What do you um, or what is your name now, anyway? I well, just for this here little thing, it would be, um... Oh, I haven't actually really come up with a name just yet. Dagon Copperbottom. Benedict? No. Benedict Copperbottom. For now, though, uh, <laughs> I, I think we either have to go into the jungle and um, track them or do the, uh, the flyby, but it's going to be tough. Not going to be easy going. So, so, the, only th- yeah. the only thing with the flyby that might be a bit difficult is actually finding the track. Mm. Finding well, in the forest. Also, say we do see them in a flyby. Then, one, we need to go back and land somewhere in order to follow them. Two, they can see and know we're following as well, because it's not like it's an inconspicuous vehicle. Yes. Yes, that's a good, um, a very good point, lad. Not very good stealth. I, I do have, I do have a, I do have an interesting little spell though that might help us. Um, I basically, yeah, so basically, I can create this like immovable hut that we can use for um, a rest. Nothing mm. can get in or damage us. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Leoman's tiny hut. I'm I'm renaming it Leoson's tiny hut from now on. Leoson's. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leoman's tiny hut. I love it. So I that might spells. help us. Yeah, it's really good. It's actually really good too. Like, it has multiple purposes. It doesn't even have to be just somewhere to stay safe. You so, can 
you can actually set it up as a defensive like yeah weapon, like so one of the things i used oh, yeah. it for i think were you there for that claire when um so we had I, I was i was a player for very rare occasions i've been a player and um i was playing a tabaxi warlock and i had Lehman's tiny hut and there was a hole in the ground we we're doing this oh, like yeah. mountain exploration there's a hole in the ground there was a fucking like white dragon below yeah, us I, I was like level four at this point and there was a very like narrow hole i think it was like 20 feet across and so oh, what we did nice. was to defeat to defeat the ice dragon one of you i think it was maybe simon or andrew held me upside down i cast liam's tiny hut and then we all just like popped our hands through and blasted the dragon to death <laughs> it's great yeah it was a good use of liam's tiny hut yeah, that was good that was good oh, i remember that, that. yeah that was good yeah. great it's a great spell it's got a lot of usability yeah yeah. especially in underground dungeons and things like that you can just drop it and that's it like that's enemies stuck on the other side of this thing trying to get through so you can block corridors with it it's fantastic mm -hmm. i love lehman's tiny hut if you've got two people with lehman's tiny hut you really have got good area control in any tunnel area or under dark area it's a great mm -hmm. one for um any under dark adventures did it, not to mention, it take a minute to do or is that just because um someone was doing it with ritual it's a ritual spell it's a ritual. Yeah. yeah you have to you have sure, to though. take um I think you have to take a minute. I don't think it's action. I think it is It is a minute spell. Yeah, yeah um, casting time a minute. A minute, yeah. So you have to be prepared. It's it's one that you have to really set up. Like, it's a it's a strategy spell. But if you get it off, man, it's fun. And even at, like, at, and, and, at the end of the day, it's a really good, like, just resting spot. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's that's a great idea. Lima's Tiny Hut, so that's a, it's going to come in very handy. That's a good spell to take. Uh, I thought the moment I could get it, it's good. Right, but... so I'll I'll stay with the ship, and then uh, you lot. Do you want me to do you want me to keep the ship docked, or do you want me to do little fly above, try and like stay somewhat within ice shot of you? So if you need me, you can signal, and you have to find a way to get up to me. What do you think? Mm. Says Leosin. Mm. The only problem with that is we will lose the element of surprise, lad. Yes, that's that's a good point. If if I'm flying a dirty great airship over the over the jungle, everyone will see it. Yep, that's a good point. Might have to go on foot. Yeah. That's that's how it's looking, isn't it? Yes, I think so. We need a guide. We're not going to. We do, do need well. a guide. Are, are you going to stab this one like the last guy did? Probably not. Definitely. Probably sort of been, not. Definitely I guess not. we've sort of been we've been Definitely. whispering and sort of talking and yeah. I guess uh, every now and again, Lockie will just sort of talk loud. <laughs> yeah. As she says this, I guess we all just sort of look back at her, sort of. Yeah, she knows. She's listening. <laughs> well, there's not there's not going to be. I oh, know I was rolling perception checks for her, trying to overhear you. Um, hey, there's not going to be. I mean, none of the Boskillians are going to take you into the jungle, but we can at least get you to the outskirts of the jungle, and you can go from there. Perhaps we might even be able to ask one of these snake people if they are enemies of the people we seek, and perhaps they might be willing to help us. Ooh. I, I in our experience, that. They're treacherous and evil creatures. I mean, they've been they've been trying to infiltrate our town for a couple of couple of years now. It's always very slight and very quiet and very sneaky. We don't know what they're up to. Hmm. Well, maybe we should ask them. Has anyone asked them? Hey, we've tried, and they've often tried to bite us or poison us or kill our children. So we've just sort of gone for the classic <laughs> approach of killing them whenever we see them. That's why that dwarf's a hero. He just stabbed right. it, just caught it. He knew straight away that it was a snake person, just cut his belly open. I hope he so, knew, otherwise he was just cutting some random person's belly open. 
So I've yeah, heard. I think that's possibly more likely. I've sort of heard <laughs> what about Varum. Hmm. Would. So was there any um? Was there any sort of defining traits there, lass, of this uh, dwarf? Uh... Of, of that, uh, sorry, <laughs> not of. Sorry, she doesn't say that. She doesn't say that. She doesn't say that. She doesn't say that. Of the dwarf. No, 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 no. Of the of the dwarf in purple. Um, <laughs> any defining traits? I, I mean, he was in purple robes. They stood out. Apart from that, um, pretty standard. I don't really know what else to what else to say really about him. Um, defining traits. He had a bald head, I think. Uh, brown bushy beard. I had um, had a staff, I think, some sort of golden staff. Hmm. I mean, that sounds right. Some sort of golden staff, I think. We were yeah. told. Is, were we told that Varim is sort of in this area? Uh, yeah, the, the intelligence you had is that Varim's in this area, and you also know from right. talking to Talus the White that Varim is dwarf. She called him yeah. that filthy yeah. dwarf I, a number I, of times, I, I think. Are you saying he had a, like a, a golden stick or an infection? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, well done. <laughs> I ate a golden stick. Terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I love MRSA jokes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I we tried we tried a number of different things on him, but nothing nothing worked. We just couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> um, a golden stick. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Sorry, I'm, I'm professional. Um, I think it's a pretty good shot. Should we get s- some s- supplies? Oh, um, I've got, I've got, I've got some, I've got some uh, rations and things like that that you can take with you. The guest sort of pipes up. I've, I've got some packs just below to get you all ready. Does, does anyone have a peace helmet? Oh. Oh, I didn't stock a pith helmet. I'm very sorry, Mira. It wasn't on the list. You told me to stick to the list. No, you're I right. Stick to the you list. Stick to the list. Sometimes, though, you have to be something called spontaneous. I, I, I was being spontaneous. You told me off the last three times I was spontaneous. You told me to stick to the list. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, I'm trying. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. The essence. Do, okay. Do I have a pith helmet in my disguise kit? Roll me a d100. Let's let statistics decide. I'm going to say there's a 15% chance that you've got a pith helmet. So 15 or under, you've got a pith helmet. 18. Oh, that's so oh. close. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to revise <laughs> just simply because <laughs> I think that's so you're close. Give me 20%. I'm going to say that it was as as you head below, you're like, "Oh, I, I might have a pith helmet." You start sort of poking through and just as you're about to leave when you think, "Nah, sorry, Mira." You spy hidden underneath some uh, a silk cloth that's uh, a sort of doubles up as a scarf or a headscarf. You see a pith helmet. <laughs> I, I think um, actually everything's in my uh, bag of holding, Owen. So I'd oh yeah, in be, that case, I'd probably just be like throwing hats out of the bag yeah. of holding. All these you're like hat, and then you pull a hat out, and it's not the pith helmet. You're like hat, you pull another hat out, and that's not the pith helmet. <laughs> I probably got like a eventually. collection of hats like behind yeah. me now, sort of piling up. Like, oh. Top hats, a few berets. There's um, a large cowboy hat, a stetson. Um, there's a few. There's like a bonnet, like an old uh, an old widow's bonnet as well. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, and there's Is like there like a, 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 ra- a day at the races. So oh, as I look lucky? at the. the- 
you go looking. So is, is there a fez? Yeah, yeah, there's a fez, absolutely. Oh, that so, looks quite dashing. So, as I get the bonnet out, I sort of look at it and go, hmm, yes. I remember that one time in, um, oh, Oxenford. Yes. And then it's sort of throw <laughs> behind me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you pull out a pith helmet. Um, so, I don't know if Mira's paying attention, but I'm going to try and, like, if she, as she's, like, talking to, like, this person, I'm going to try and sort of throw it so it lands on top of her head. <laughs> oh gosh make me a sleight of hand check as you throw a pith helmet at your friend's head <laughs> 24 <laughs> that's a, hang on that's a stealth check is your sleight of hand the same oh, as your stealth it's the same it's the same I'll show you okay as as They're as you sort of five. reach yeah beautiful um Jin as as you reach in you you grasp it and you realize you do have a pith helmet and in one fluid motion just fling it up into the air mirror you sort of get this fright suddenly something flies towards your head and you duck your head down and the pith helmet tunk lands on your head and catches on your horns and sits at a slight jaunty rakish tilt <laughs> oh. hey that's what the go, historical lass. that's what the historical society were wearing too she gets very excited <laughs> She turns around, she holds it in her hands, and just looks at Jin, and she's like, "Thank you, thank you." And she puts it back on, like, just. Does anyone have sunscreen? Though we're not going to have any sunscreen, and mosquito protectors, yes. Uh, what no, no, no. sunscreen? Oh, it's like this paste that you can do to reflect the rays of the sun. My people used it all the time up north, but we're nice. Okay. I'm going to attempt to now put all the hats back in the bag. Oh, yeah, it just takes a few minutes just to check it all back in again. Um, perfect. Alrighty. I guess the plan is for you guys to head into town and then up towards the rift, up towards the um, mm-hmm. the Borskia Rift. Fantastic. Well, I think what we might do is we might leave it there and we'll have the Borskia Rift and then heading into the jungle as a single session. Before we leave off, though, was there anything you wanted to do in the town? Um, did you want to try and speak to anyone? Did you want to go... Was there anything you wanted to do in the town? Because I think we could get the town done today and then we'll, we'll do the actual, the Borski Rift and then into the jungle after that. I think the... Yeah. next session. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh. Uh, the only thing that Lara, I think, would really be wanting is just to sort of stuck up on, like, a decent amount of rope. Um, yeah. You know, in yeah, case yeah, they yeah. come in, like, across any, like, caverns yeah. or need to... You are in a fishing village. There is plenty of rope. How much rope do you want to get? Um, depending on how much you can carry, maybe fifty feet or so. Yeah, you can get fifty feet of uh, fifty feet of hemp and rope. Um, yeah. I'd say that. Anyone that want to get fifty as well? That's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the for you both to get fifty feet of hemp and rope, you can add hemp and rope to your inventory. Um, I'd say to purchase that, it's only going to cost you. I think for 50 feet, um, quite quite well made rope, going to be two or three silver each, so not much yeah. at all. Okay. Um, simply because they need the rope for their their livelihood, and to convince them to part with it is a little bit more. <laughs> so uh, I need this rope. Gives them three silver. Why well, is very generous, lass? Thank you very much. Here, have some rope. Thank you. Uh, you said two or th- or three? Did you not? It would seem that the lower number would be two, so here, here's two. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Takes the two gold hands you a slightly less nice hempen rope. <laughs> it's 
got it's a little bit stained it's a bit old there's some like a couple of barnacles clinging to the outside of it in certain points where it's been underwater for a bit of time fair <laughs> uh Jin and Mira would you be guy would you guys be doing anything in town before we head into the rift well I think as we're all walking in um yeah. and we're, were, everyone's talking about oh we'll get some rope we'll get some supplies like I'm sure Mira's like organizing like a list of like shopping lists and whatever that so everyone's sort of being productive and Jin's going into town with the idea of also being productive but I'm sure that as they're walking through you'll probably see the glint of silver somewhere and get sidetracked and sort of with the party still sort of stuck in productive mode and getting things I think Jin would sort of slink off and his gambling floor would come into play oh yeah so you see two as, as you sort of head up the, the narrow pathway between the houses the houses themselves are very low squat and they're actually built into the cliffside itself so the outer section is made of stacked sheets of stone that's been hewn from the rock um, so almost like slate and then it's been sealed with some sort of mud brick and then the houses have actually they actually go back into the cliffside and you can see that there's chimneys that have been carved into the rock face itself um, the the houses are, are sort of very low um, to protect from the wind and the, the front doors are sealed around the edges with what looks like um, animal furs uh, on the front of the actual door and on the back of the door. But yeah, as you begin heading up the narrow pathway that snakes around the cliff face up towards the top, um, the others are all sort of moving about. Uh, Jin, um, as you sort of like look across, you see uh, Lockie and Lyra start moving towards um, a, an older gentleman, sort of a, quite a large red nose, um, quite quite sort of like sunken sallow skin that's been um, pockmarked by a lifetime of living on the sea uh, dealing with some rope and coiling some rope and they go over and start talking to him Mira sort of is, is lost in thought looking around a little bit and then as you turn back again to the left you see two gentlemen um, a dwarf and a half elf probably half wood elf judging by the coppery colour to his skin um, playing a game with dice and these strange stone figures just off towards the side so yeah, um, as I'm sort of looking around, I see that, I just go, ooh, and then I just sort of um, slink away from the group, um, yeah. just sort of caught in the, uh, sort of in the game and seeing the, the coin, and I sort of, um, as I approach, I'll sort of go, I'll sort of, I won't say much, I'll just sort of watch them a little bit and see what they're sort of like, get a bit of an idea of who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it looks like they're playing some form of, of dice game where the aim is to roll the dice. So you, so you have um, f- uh, four, sorry, you have five dice. You roll the five dice um, and then you can choose to re-roll. But every time you re-roll, you have to put more money into the pot. And it looks like they're trying to get to a certain number. Uh, and you watch as the first time the dwarf, um, it looks like he gets to sort of an ad- it adds up to about 23 and he goes, oh, fuck passes over the gold and the elf goes yes fantastic should we play again hey one more round come on come on one more round one more round and again they roll the dice this time the elf re-rolls one he says currently at 12 he rolls dice gets up to about 16 goes okay okay the dwarf gets to um uh nine i fuck it now rolls two dice pays in two gold uh, pays in two silver rolls two dice um gets up to about 18 he goes oh you're in trouble now pointy ears the elf rolls again <laughs> Um, gets to 19 and goes, oh, I think I'll stop there. Well, re-roll, give up, re-roll, give up. Oh dear, what are you going to do? 
Uh, one more reroll. Come on, my luck's, my luck's gonna change, my luck's gonna change. Uh, he rolls another dice, and now the total on the dice faces adds up to 21. He goes, ah, you, <laughs> not, but, skill. Hand over your gold, please. The elf pushes over the gold, he goes, ah, you fucking hell, well done, yeah, well done. Uh, you, it looks like a form of blackjack using dice. Yep, perfect. I'll sort of like, wander over, hey, well, what's going on here, lads? Hey, welcome. Uh, here to play a bit of dice poker. <laughs> always. Always down for anything. Blinds one silver. Agreeable? Go on, then. I don't even really think about the values too much. When it comes to no? gambling, I go into a bit of a haze and just want to do it. Now, do you have dice on you? I think you do, from your background. Uh, I don't know, because I got the forgery and disguise kit stuff. If not, they'll give you they'll give you some dice. Um, yep, they'll loan you some dice. All right, perfect. Can you please roll me 5d6? 5d6. The elf immediately rolls a total of 24 and is bust. You roll a total of 25, you're bust. The dwarf rolls a total of 9 and goes, Ay, two silver for free. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Takes the two uh, silver away. One from each of you. The elf goes, One more round, and that's it. No more. One more round, okay? Hey, one more round. Give you a chance to win your money back. And you, stranger, one more round. Hey, let's go again. Alrighty. Uh, 5d6, please. That's better. Yeah. Um, so the, the dwarf rolls 19. The elf rolls 11. You roll 16. The dwarf goes, I think I will re-roll none of my dice. The elf has two ones, a six, a one, and a two. And goes, oh, I'm going to re-roll one of my ones. Um, he pays a silver in. So he's now bet. He's bet. He's now two silver, and he rolls one of his things. Um, he rolls a five, which takes him up to fifteen. Illyrian. I'm gonna re-roll. You can, you can choose. Yeah, you can choose to re-roll. I will re-roll one of me twos. Yeah, go for it. Just roll a d six. So. Oh no. Fourteen. It goes to twenty. Oh yeah, it does too. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had. I was a moment. I was like, <laughs> oh no, you're twenty. The I dwarf goes, ah, oh, fuck. The elf looks and goes. Oh dear. Right. Here we go. Uh, he's going to re-roll one of his other ones. Um, no, that's a six. He's out. That's it. He's out. That's 22. Oh, fucking hell. Well done. Uh, as he passes, you see you get three gold from the elf, one gold from the dwarf. You get four gold. So, perfect. Um, I'll probably keep doing that though as long as I yeah. can. I won't keep yeah. playing more games because no, no, no. I was just going cool to finish up there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, perfect. I guess we can just figure out how much I lose or win later on. Yeah, we'll roll some percentile dice as a like a carousing check. Uh, perfect. Well, I think on that note, on on some gambling uh, addiction. Oh, what I think did Mira want we'll... to do though? Quickly. Oh yeah, yeah Mira. Sorry. Never actually said. Sorry, Mira. That's okay. I guess the only thing was that you're right. You would just be getting things, but mm-hmm. in the um, you know spirit of Tomb of Annihilation style, is there actually any, like, if you're going to a jungle, is there any yeah. um, bug repellent, you know, a la chult? Yeah, sort of absolutely. Definitely bug repellent. Um, you can see the general store, which is um, flagged by a, a large banner hanging out the front, showing a number of, like, sacks and crates and barrels. Uh, as you sort of step on in, you can see there is a... Um, uh, a gnomish uh, lady uh, sitting uh, just on a little stool by the counter, uh, and behind the counter is a, uh, a humanoid gentleman. He looks to be in his sort of early 30s, 
I'd say, um, large scar down the side of his face, and he's got a shaved head on one side, and then a sort of a flop of mossy, uh, mossy, a flop of messy hair hanging down the other. Um, and as you sort of enter, he goes, "Hello, welcome, welcome. Uh, wh- wh- what can I get you? Is there anything, anything you need?" And the gnomish uh, woman who's sitting down in front goes, uh, <clears throat> "Please try that again." Uh, Welcome to Madame Sand's House of Wonderful Supplies. How may I assist you this morning? Much better. Oh, a trainee, I see. Intern. Intern. We need to get an intern. That's a very good idea. As you say that, he leans forward and goes, "Are Are you hiring? Are you looking for an intern? Please. I need to get out of this place. This place is the worst. What do you, well, do you have a resume? She'll just whisper conspiratorial. I'll, I'll, I'll put one together. I'll put one together. Do you know anything about the jungles? It's really dangerous. Why, well, sorry, why are, we, why are we whispering at the jungles? It's really dangerous in the jungles. Um, you're probably going to need, you're going to need some torches. It gets quite dark. Um, you probably want to get some, some tinder as well. If you, It's very hard to start a fire. It's quite, quite wet in there. Um, and you'll need probably some bug repellents. Uh, you do sound quite organised, young man. I, she, I have a she, you if you wish. She hits me every time I get it wrong, so I've, I've, I've learnt quickly. He holds up his wrist. You can see there's a couple of like lead, red welt marks on his on his arm where uh, it looks like a stick has, has whacked him. Oh, Mira's a bit enraged by that. She just leans forward and she's like, <laughs> listen, if you want a life of adventure. Meet us by the airship in an hour. Oh god, no, I'm out. No, 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 I I want a quiet life. (laughs) Well, that's a shame. You seem like an (laughs) organised type and there's definitely room for organised people in the jungle. I I don't, the jungle's scary. People die. People go in the jungle and die. I'm not going to die. I don't want to die. Shame. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um uh, so bug repellent yes everything you think we'll need uh citronella sticks he pushes over a few bundles of incense just just light these and it'll keep stuff away perfect um she'll just get a few other things like you said like lanterns and yeah stuff. absolutely we'll, we'll we can figure I guess it out it would be like a kit like a kit like a yeah adventurer's pack or something like that i guess Absolutely, yeah. Just, just a few things to top up your existing adventurous pack. Um, yeah. I'll let me know what you want in the in the chat later on, and we'll and I'll, I'll yeah. message you through how much it costs. But it won't be more than a couple of gold tops, like for everything. What I really that you need, wanted, I'm assuming, was yep. I wanted a pet intern. That's what I really wanted. But oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, so when I when I roll stats for NPCs, this man is shy, reclusive, and just wants to live a quiet life. <laughs> so I was like, when you offered a life of adventure, it's like that's it. That's it. No, not interested. Uh, well, one day, Mira, it's in her head now. She needs we'll an intern. get an intern. She's gonna be she needs an intern. Amazing. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's where we'll wrap up for tonight. I think that's a good place to wrap up story-wise, and then we'll start next session as you guys head into the Borski Rift. That is going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. It's been lovely having you on board for our 40th episode. I can see we've had a few people jump in and out of the chat, so thank you so much for popping in. It looks like Jin's being given advantage by Dragon Wolf, so thank you very much, Dragon Wolf, for giving Jin advantage. I've marked that off, and we'll keep that in mind for future. Um, but yeah, everybody stay safe, stay well. We will all be back next Wednesday for some more Dungeons and Dragons enjoyment. Um, until then, 
I hope you guys have a wonderful week, a very enjoyable weekend, and we will see you next Wednesday. See everybody. Hey, guys. Thank you. See you later, everyone. Farewell. Oh, I should say, I will be back doing some more streams. I should say, I will be doing some more VR streams. Now that I've got the Oculus Rift all up and running, not the Oculus Rift, now that I've got the Oculus Quest running really, really nicely, um, completely um, wireless, I am going to be doing some more VR stuff. So stay stay tuned. Harley and I might be doing some more of the Ragnarok that we did before. That was really, really fun. It's like Beat Saber, but Viking and you're hitting a drum. Um, That was really fun. Oh, man, that was good. Otherwise, if you guys are free at some point over the weekends, I might do some more Akron, which, um, if you guys aren't aware, is a game where I'm in VR as a giant tree. You guys are on your phones as squirrels trying to steal my acorns, and I'm in VR. And so I can see you all in in VR, like, running around these little fucking squirrels, and you guys are on your phone. You can see me as this giant tree in the background. I will (laughs) let you guys know when I'm playing. It's so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, It's amazing. Um, How many people can you have in that? You can have up to eight. Well, then you might even be able to get one or two people from the chat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It's a free, it's a free app. So yeah, I think um, I think it'd be lots of fun. Awesome. Well, I will see you all then. Stay safe, stay well, and goodbye, everybody. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Farewell.